Hi, this is Larry Hama, and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Podcast episode 59, the Roadhouse nomination episode. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And welcome back, guys. Yeah, long time no here. That's right. <laughs> well, we, we put out three episodes in January. Yeah. And yeah, we did. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Kind of, maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably have three out in February. Probably. Because we'll have this one. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be recording later tonight with the What's on Joe Mind guys. Yep, we'll be talking to those guys. And then probably in a couple of weeks, which should be before February ends, we should get together, be able to get together again. Definitely. So, um, to give you guys an idea of what we're going to be doing today before we get into kind of what, what's been going on with us, uh, we're going to be get, going over the last issues from 2011, and then we're going to go into our nominations for Best and Worst of the Year. Yep, and uh, and then just kind of talking about the past year. So, just uh, sit back and reflect. Yep, have time a good reflect. Have a good time. Yeah, probably argue a few times. Sure. <laughs> um, so, what have you been up to? Well, uh, watched the Super Bowl over the weekend. That was pretty exciting. Yep, I won a coke off of you. You did because uh, you yeah. said the Patriots are going to win. I thought they were, and I said the Giants. Yeah, and granted, part of my reasoning was was, be- was because. Uh, I have family that's from New York. Okay. So they're Giants fans. So I was kind of supporting them a little bit. So there you go. The Coke was the Coke <laughs> tasted wonderful. Was it was refreshing. It was refreshing. Nice yeah. and cold. Nice and chill. Up to your standards. Right. Yes. All right. It always tastes better when someone else is paying for it. It does. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it was a good game. Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was yeah. a good game. Uh, Came down to the end. Yeah, we we got a pizza, sat down, and watched it. Nice. It was nice. I had uh, I made some homemade cooking and cake. I made a cake. <laughs> yes. I made I made twice baked potatoes. I give you guys a background. I worked in restaurants for like a week and a half. No, <laughs> like seven eight years. So you're like a sous chef, like Keith. No, 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 not that. You level. can eat something up. I can I can make a good meal. Yeah. Okay, I'm not saying so. 
And uh, so I, I do a lot of the cooking when I get a chance to because I actually like doing it. That is like Keith. I do like to cook if I have the time to do so. Obviously, during the week, you sure. never have the time. Bowl of cereal. <laughs> but uh, but no, I made uh, twice baked potatoes. Those are good. Some uh, corn. But you messed up the potato by not adding bacon. Well, yeah, but I have a vegetarian wife, so still <laughs> you put bacon in one of them, maybe two um, if you're hungry. I just didn't have bacon on me. You always have bacon on you. And then uh, young Padawan, you so must I, learn. I made corn. Corn's good. I like corn. Which I will never understand corn. I think corn's a magic food because you eat it, you chew it, you crush it down, you munch on it, and then you swallow it, and the next day it comes out the other end, reformed. Yeah. It's like a transformer. <laughs> right. Corn's good, though. So, uh... So I had Star Joe's podcast, episode 59, <laughs> corn in your poop. Right. <laughs> corn in the cob poop. Wow. Uh, but no, so That's then I... she said. I uh, got... I don't know if you ever had the... Uh, it's like deli select carvers where it's like uh, roast beef. Oh yeah, yeah stuff yeah. like that. It's like yeah, freshly like meats. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So I had made myself a sandwich out of that. So that's good stuff. And sure. then I yeah. and then I made a cake. So yeah, you're pretty handy there, Hazel. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good to know. <laughs> My wife usually does the baking, but I was like, ah, I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The cake tastes fine. Yeah. But I'm it's not a fan it, of it's, food cake. Yeah, it's kind of falling in on itself though. <laughs> so. Well, you put a lot of. Spackle in there. Sure. Put, your put a lot of topping on it. Yeah, yeah. so there you go. Well, it means it's going to be a good cake. <laughs> <laughs> a good cake is pie. But no, we've had that topic. We've had that topic. <laughs> I'll have cake, though. I'm not going to turn down cake. Yeah, birthday. Birthday cake. Anything, yeah. Cake. Yeah. It's cake. I'm going to eat it. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's another retrospect for you. Yeah. Let's <laughs> the not get cake started pie about, debate. Let's not get me started about food, because I've got so many... So, issues with that. Yes, you do. Oh, we're going to have a whole <laughs> episode this year on food because... Hey, join us. Chuck's got issues with food. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this. I think everyone that listens to the show thinks I'm the uptight one <laughs> and you're like the loose... The laid back. The laid back loose guy. Yeah, let it go, whatever. And it could not be more opposite. <laughs> no. No, it's not. <laughs> So, um, but we'll get into that at another time. It's to be discussed at another day. Yes. Yeah, uh, I did, unfortunately, have my, I had an uncle pass away. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those situations, like, he was technically, technically my second cousin, yeah. but his parent, when he was a little kid, his parents went through a divorce. My grandparents took him in. My dad had essentially five brothers and him, but he treated him like a brother. Yeah, long story short, so, he mooshed off your grandma. No. <laughs> he was a good guy. <laughs> not that not rain on your... Funeral I see here. what you're doing. Dude. But my neighbor died like two days ago. That sucks. Yeah, he was in a nursing home. His you know, son lived there. Oh, okay. so, yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, you live, you die. Yeah, it happens. What you it happens. But yeah, he was like I said, he was a good World guy. Keeps so. on spinning. Right. But yeah, my family is known for boys. So my dad had six brothers. I had like 15 cousins. Two of them were girls. One of them was my sister. Well, there you so, go. like, out of 15 cousins, it's my sister and one other girl cousin. All the rest of us are, you know, rough and tumble boys. So, so it's a sausage fest. Right. There well, you, you don't, that's what you <laughs> want in your family members. You don't what? want, you don't, you don't want, like, women with your family members. And your family? Well, you kind of need them, don't you? But you don't care if you're having a sausage fest, is what I'm saying. You go out and marry what? Wait, how does your family? What are you talking how, about? How does your family work? Oh, there's a mix you, of both male and female. Right, but why do you want 
females in your family. Because they cook? No, your wives should cook. What if they're don't what if they don't get married? Or what if they're gay? Then then there's more sausage to the party. <laughs> right. But <laughs> then, and, and that's cooking. And that's fine, but Who the fuck's cooking? But what I'm saying is your mom's cooking. Mom ain't gonna live forever, God bless her. But, right, you know, but that's why forever. you get married. But you don't, we need young. We need why young do you, blood. Why would you turn to your sister and say, "Hey, come and cook for me"? I don't want my sister cooking for me. Well, what kind of relationship do you have with your sister? Not a good one. <laughs> I wish she says no. evidently not. But she says no to what? What are you doing to your sister? <laughs> cook. God damn it! Get your ass in that kitchen and make me a pot. What I'm saying is. To carry on the family name, it's good to have a lot of boys because then they oh, go. Oh well, yeah. Then fact. they go out. I thought we were talking about cooking. Well, you were saying the sausage fest, and I'm like, a sausage fest is a good thing in your family. You don't want attractive females in your family because then you got like don't you then you know? got West then you got West Virginia shit going but on. Why wouldn't you want attractive people in your family to carry on attractive genes? Because they're they go get the women go get married and have kids, and they're no longer. But they're not going to get married if they're homely. Right. So they keep They're carrying spinsters. on the spinsters. No one's gonna marry that. Right. They keep carrying on the family name. Oh my god. <laughs> That's why you want boys. Let's get back to the nomination. That's why you want boys. <laughs> That's why you want boys to carry on the family name. Okay, you're killing me. <laughs> you want attractive women in your family? Sure. Why not? I like attractive people. Are you, are you, are you, are you turned on to your family that are women? <laughs> There's some cousins I would totally throw it to. Wow. Say. <laughs> and see. That's your West Virginia coming out. <laughs> I'm just saying, if they weren't cousins, I, I, wow. I, I could I could see that. A lot, lot of skeletons coming out of that closet right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> it never happened. I I would never even say that that's ever happened to me. It never happened, but I could see, like, if she weren't my second cousin, second cousins are cool. <laughs> wow. All right, now I need to move on from this. I think legally third cousins you're, you can marry. You're scaring, me, you're scaring me just a little bit. No, I think by law you can marry your third cousin. In you, certain states, your second cousin. Right, but I'm not going to. Well, I'm not saying I'm going to. But I think you... I'd hit it and leave it. <laughs> wow. But I'm married. That's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, wow. Oh, this... Are we doing a nomination show? Or something? Yeah, yeah, you're scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> let's let's dive back into right. that. All right, so Super Bowl was good. Super Bowl was good. <laughs> Families passing, family members and neighbors passing away. Bad, bad. Just to recap, <laughs> here's where we're at. Phantom um, is coming out in 3D. Good. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! It's good. It's. Eh. Uh, I'm going to see it because I'm interested to see how they did the 3D. I'm yeah. not going to see it because I'm a big fan of Phantom Menace. Uh, you're the only one. And I'm a Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a timeless classic. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. I think it's a different kind of classic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it's like Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's right. Right. Okay, whatever. Um, so, anyways, we had a lot of listener feedback. Thank you. So, we're going to go through that first. Yeah. And then we'll get into the issues that are left over from 2011, and then we'll get into our nominations. So. Yeah, and we also have an iTunes review. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. All right. All right, so uh, first, a couple uh, couple new countries. Okay. One was uh, Sri Lanka. We dominate you. <laughs> go ahead. There's only one person that listened there. Whatever. It's a small country. Keep going. Um, and then... Now we have a listener in Kuwait. Before it wasn't Kuwait, it was the United Arab Kuwait. Emirates. You are now our bitch, Kuwait. Now I double-checked, and it, we do have a listener officially now in Kuwait. So. Kuwait is now our bitch. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. All right. Then uh, we had a new listener, uh, Grubzilla. Yeah. 
So he... Yeah, he, he made, made an off-snarky comment about Motu, Master Universe. No, he didn't. Wasn't that him? I think it was. But he didn't make a snarky comment. You interpreted it that way. I did. <laughs> he, just, he doesn't understand. He just says he doesn't liked understand. it when he was a kid, but he's not so much into it now. That's not a snarky comment. <laughs> I took that wrong. <laughs> Keep going. Thank you for so, commenting. So anyways, he posted it on the Introduce Yourself thread, and then he also emailed us. So I'm going to go over both real quick. He said, hi, everyone. Uh, most likely won't see me much on these forums just because I tend to forget I'm, I've ever been on anything as far as forum related. Anyway, name's Eric. I live in Maryland. So. And I've been listening to the show since somewhere in the teens. Cool. Hey. So. Thanks for coming out of the closet. He said, I'm a, <laughs> he said, I'm a big G.I. Joe, Robotech, and Star Wars fan and a lesser fan of Transformers. Good. Uh, well, he's still a fan. He's just lesser than the other one. Sure. So. Two out of three, uh, but... He says, I'm a member of the 501st Imperial Legion. Awesome. Old Line Garrison and, and the Rebel Legion, uh, which is Terrapin Base. So if you happen to live in the D.C. Baltimore metro area and see stormtroopers wandering around, I'm more likely the fat, long-haired Imperial officer near them. He says, I'm married, no kids, and two cats. And for a living, I build cabinets for custom-built uh, sports fishers. That sounds cool. Yeah. And uh, he said, this podcast has managed to get me back into the world of comics again. You're welcome. He said, granted, it's just the newish IDW G.I. Joe series, which I must say is pretty stellar for the most part. That's really all you need. So he's like, so thanks. And uh, maybe I'll pop over on these uh, forums more often from time to time. Then over a month... At, uh, what the, what the fuck? I'm trying to understand what he said. All right. And maybe I'll pop over on these forums more often than time to time. Then the... Over a month it took me to post on here after registering. So it took over a month. Yeah. Right, I got you. So I'm just reading what he wrote. So. Carry on, my weird song. <laughs> but uh, that's a good song. There'll be peace. That, that that's, a, that's a song, that's the theme song of the show Supernatural, which is one of my favorite shows. Once I rose above the noise and confusion Just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher It's really good. Yes. Nice. So. I really like that. It has a lot of meaning for that show, Supernatural, too. Never seen so it. So that's what, uh, dude, it's awesome. I'm out. No, you're not. <laughs> it's a good show. I'm out. Oh, man. Did, did did you ever want to, like, hunt monsters when you were a kid? No. What for? Oh, my God. They were in the closet where they belong. Wow. It's like, Supernatural is every little, normal little boy's fantasy of hunting down vampires and werewolves and shit Every like that. normal little boy's fantasy is normal little girls, right? <laughs> no. Okay. You don't even think of little girls at that time. I didn't. I know you didn't. I'm normal. <laughs> I said they don't. Right. That's why I'm, I'm agreeing with you. So how are you abnormal then? I don't know. Well, you are abnormal, but that <laughs> different reason. So uh, anyways, I wanted to give out his... his uh, Contact information, the, cell phone number? Right, right. I wanted to give out his web 
site oh, yeah, information. Sure. It's uh, www.oldlinegarrison.com, and that's for the Maryland uh, 501st Legion. So yeah. that's cool. So he also sent an email. Cool. Which is, hi guys, been wanting to write in for a bit now, but I keep forgetting to do it. I've been listening since sometime in the early teens, and I dig the show. I just want to bring up a couple of things, and then I'm out for most likely to go play uh, some Old Republic for the rest of the night. First, I have you to blame for getting me back into the world of, pay- of even paying a tiny amount of attention to what's going on in the comic world. You're welcome for that. You're welcome. <laughs> back in the early mid-90s was when I was most hardcore into comics, pretty much anything X-Men related. Sorry. <laughs> All those early image comics, <laughs> except Rob Liefeld. Friggin' hate that guy's art. A lot of people do. Yeah, and that was him saying he hated it. I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a fan either, but... Uh, and Star Wars were my drug of choice. So you got the Star Wars stuff. Through college into the late 90s was pretty much nothing but Star Wars. Well, now I'm reading the new G.I. Joe stuff, and holy crap, that's good stuff. Now I'm just waiting for the new TMNT series to get into trade, since that's uh, what I buy now. Not enough space for all the individual issues, which I hear you. had those top talks before. Yeah, I hear you. If it wasn't for you two, I seriously doubt I'd have gotten into the new Joe series. Wow. However, I am kind of miffed at the fact that there are three titles the story is running through, which is the Cobra Command series right now. Right, right. Um, I don't really like the Snake Eyes. I want more Dusty. What? So, well, this is again when... The I snake, don't think Dusty the, can carry his own book. The Snake Eyes series wasn't... Oh, the art wasn't looking yeah. So, yeah. so good. He says, I pretty much... Uh, I prefer if they left his series as nothing more than side stories and not tied directly into the main plot. It's a good idea. Sure. Then, which is what they were doing at first. Yeah, but so. they're, with this whole story, they're wrapping everything up yeah. in one book, one artist. Um, second and lastly, when you were talking to Atkins a while back about the Baltimore Comic Con, it made me want to tell you that you should come to it, which is what the one we decided we're going to go to. Yep. Uh, I haven't been to a comic convention since San Diego in 1990 or 91, and I had Jeez, a blast wow. there last year. Okay, so. cool. I've been to plenty of conventions since, mostly anime or sci-fi ones, but I'm not a convention newbie. Granted, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm a member of the 501st Garrison that covers Maryland, and we have been invited to the organi- by the organizers to work the lines and be out in the main lobby area, but I had so much fun. Cool. We've already been invited back for 2012, so if you make it, do make it out, look for us. Got me Jeff Smith of Bone uh, fame and the Blue Milk Special Peoples webcomic that's hilarious cool uh as well as a ton of other artist types that i don't really know but i like their art and uh from what you saw stanley was there as well awesome so that was cool and he said flat out that he wants to come back for this year oh cool i'd love it if you guys could make it out and also convince atkins to come out uh since i'd love to meet him too that's all i have to say Really, I do sign. I did sign up for the forums, but I'm never much of the forum lurker or poster. Actually, he's been posting a lot on the forums. I saw that, yeah. So, so that's um, Grubzilla. Yeah, I think Robert is going to that, right? Robert is going. Dude, hook up with so, us. We'll introduce you to Robert. So, I, I know I mentioned it in the episode before the Altered Egos thing. I kind of let people know, hey, Super Show got canceled. Yeah, but, it sucks. So, like Deemer. For those of you, <laughs> wow. For those of you, you heard it. For those of you hoping that. That would be able to meet up a super show. It did get canceled for personal reasons that were going on with Send the organizers. Send your hate mail to Brian Deemer. <laughs> wow. What? So anyways. No, I'm just joking. No, seriously. In, uh, so we decided we were going to look for a different convention to go to. Yeah. So we're going to go to Baltimore Con, which is in September. 
Yeah, it's kind of far away. It's it's just almost the same distance. It's actually shorter I mean, distance. Time of year. Oh, time of year. Okay. From, like, I was like, it's actually a shorter distance. No, for from us. April to September. Yeah, but we're gonna go. I know. So uh, so yeah, so we have Baltimore Con, which a lot of the people that we knew and would meet at Super Show are going to Baltimore Con. So yeah, it's some like some the, have confirmed the that DC going. Noise guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ETM guys. Yeah. So there's already seven guys right there that Chris we know. Campbell. Chris Campbell said he's going to be going. Yeah. Um, I think JT. JT. Yeah. He's John. Gonna, John he's going, he's yeah. going to be going. Uh, and then Robert Atkins is going, so yeah. he'll, he'll be there too. Save your shekels. Uh, from what we saw in the forums, Larry Hamm is supposed to be there. Better be. So that'll be awesome. Word. And Robert, we're expecting a little introduction going yeah, on there. Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> you got to hook me up with Larry. I, I mean, I know you've been appearing on all the websites lately for all your custom stuff yeah, you've been doing. funny books you draw. you got to right. hook me up with Larry. Right. You know, but uh, we, we just want to ride your coattails. That's all we want to do. <laughs> just, just show us where Larry is. Throw, throw a bone every once in a while. Throw a bone, Robert. Come on. So, we'll pimp your podcast. We'll right. pimp your book. Come on. Um, speaking of Robert, he did send an email about, just for those who are interested <laughs> in his art, he said he wanted to let us know about a community sketch blog that he joined up with called Planet Pulp. Okay. And they do, he says occasionally he'll throw some art of his up on there as in addition to his daily sketches he's been doing. Good to know. So the web address is www.planet-pulp.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they've already done a G.I. Joe month and a Star Wars month. So like a bunch of artists will draw stuff based on a theme. Okay, so, cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, also, he's having his uh, custom figure Cobra Commander yes. uh, contest. Yep. And all the details are over there at the hisTank.com or at Robert's blog. Yep. So, so you can get the details on that. There's some submissions. you got to vote on them. Yeah, they and look the, awesome, the winner, too. Yeah, the winner gets a nice prize package, so that's yep. cool. Absolutely. Some really cool custom figures, a lot of talent out there. Now, all I need is Hasbro to make one. To actually make the Cobra Command. Yeah, <laughs> mass produce a figure. And it's like based on one. the new Cobra Commander. The new look that Robert drew yeah. for the new Cobra Commander in the IDW series. Yep. Uh, another new forum poster was Dr. Jim. Yes. And he says, hello, my name is Jimmy, and I'm originally from Oklahoma, but now live in Colorado. Sooner. And he says, I am just now getting into Joe Comics and getting back into D.C. Yeah. I am a rockabilly musician. Hell yeah. And love everything 50s, but also have a place in my heart for the 80s. Nice. So Welcome. And we've been talking back and forth with him. Oh, he, yeah. He's really into, like, the 50s comics. Yeah, I wonder if he's close to Mike, because he lives in Colorado. DC Noise Right. Mike. Yeah. Because he lives in Colorado. Yeah, he lives in the Denver area. Yeah, think, I don't know, so. yeah. Wherever. Okay. So, um, but yeah, it was cool. You I know who else lives in Colorado and Denver is the uh, Open Your Toys guys. Oh, did Mr. They? and Mrs. McFavor. They okay. reside in Colorado. I didn't realize too. they live there. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Hey. Yeah. Good place, I guess. Go Colorado. I'm not a big you know, Denver Broncos fan, being a Browns fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I've yep. never, I've flown over Colorado, never really been. Yeah, I've never been. I'm not opposed. No. No. I'm not going to ski. I, I haven't skied since high school. It's been, I've like, never, long time. I've never skied. Long I'm, time. I'm not strapping two pieces of wood on my feet and going down a hill. <laughs> well, you, you, uh, you pizza, french fry, pizza, french fry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll eat pizza and french fries while you're skiing. That's what they tell you. Yeah. Okay. Well, you put your skis together, make a pizza wedge. Okay. That goes slow. Okay. You spread them apart, french fries. Right. And then, then I'm going to hit a rock, I'm going to flip and snap my leg. Oh, sunny bone, I'm not good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ski. Okay. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah, welcome, Jim. Yes. 
We also got an email from uh, back from Jonathan, and he said, "Hey guys, thanks for reading my email and listening uh, listening to my voicemail." Word. I've asked the same question on a couple podcasts, and it's near, uh, it's neat to hear different answers. Uh, he mentioned a, a new comic out called uh, it's by Paulo Parente. It's called Dust. Uh, it, he says this is a badass series. It's pretty rare to find now, but I have friends in some very odd places, so that's how I came across it. Okay. He says, here's the rundown. It's the 1930s. A Nazi submarine exploring Antarctica finds a crashed alien spaceship. Nazis. Sound weird already? Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> so he says, this alien uh, gives them incredible technology. The allies. Like Hydra? What is this? The, the allies uh, steal the te- te- technology. I think Marvel owns this. It's called Captain America. And he goes, and it leads to some crazy shit, as you imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he goes, imagine steampunk version of Battletech set during World War II. <laughs> Tanks with legs, Nazi soldiers with jetpacks. Those are cobots, dude. Soviet troopers who get dropped into by insertion pods from bombers. Uh, genetically enhanced apes with assault rifles. <laughs> oh, wow, man. <laughs> he goes, it spawned both a, a Mako strategy game and a tactical really? miniature war game no shit. from Fantasy Flight Games. He says, if wow. you can get your hands on even a digital copy, check this out. It's uh, short. It's only five issues between two series. So to look for when we go to Baltimore. And it's uh, Dust and Dust Wars. He says, but holy crap. I told him, I was like, that sounds weird enough for me to be interested to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, we could definitely keep our eyes open for that at a show or Apes Baltimore with or something. Assault rifles on there. Yeah, all about monkeys. <laughs> you got Ryan with monkeys. Right. <laughs> and then we had uh, Roger uh, actually email us. And he say my name's not Roger. Right. He said, well, I'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> hey, I'm not Roger. This Roger was actually Duke. Duke. But then he's going to go by a new name, too. <laughs> I'm going to call you Duke. So he says, hey guys, uh, just started listening to episode 57. Thanks for reading my email. Right. And I will take your advice and go down to uh, to two collections for uh, just G.I. Joe and Mask. Okay, cool. uh, He says, those are the ones that make sense. I just have much uh, to go. Uh, and, Let us know what you're selling. And, I'm lo- <laughs> and he says, I just have so much going on. He says, yeah, I'm losing, you know, he says, I'm losing focus on what I'm doing. I will send you some pictures, which he did. Yeah. And uh, he says, if we ever... Uh, want to do a toy review with a listener, he says to let him know. Cool. Sounds great. He says, over here I'm part of a toy collecting group called Cherry Bomb Toys. Nice. He says, we do toy shows and charity events for all sorts of charities. We're also starting a kids club as well, uh, and it'll have all sorts of classes for kids on Legos, G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, and other toys. He says, I'll be doing a G.I. Joe history and maintaining your Joe's classes for the kids. And uh, he says, you should check it out. He says, their website is cherrybombtoys.com. Do you know what state he's out of, by chance? I, don't, re- I don't remember. Right. But go to cherrybombtoys.com. I will do that. He says, uh, this year I'll be going by my club name, which is Toy Goon. So that's his club Toy name. Goon. Yep. Nice. So uh, he says, funny story how I got this name. I will tell you guys sometime. Chuck will laugh his ass off. Word. So he says, keep up the great uh, work. Your show rocks. P.S. Chuck is the champ. And, Woo! and Ryan is the man. <laughs> I told him I'm fine with being known as the man. The man. The myth. The legend. All right, some uh, show comments that we received. Uh, and this gets into the Roger right. issue. Yeah. So first we, first we had uh, Nerds Gets Chicks. Yeah, buddy. He said, great show again. He said, I was pretty tanked. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he said, I did forget to mention what pissed me off with the What's on Joe Mind podcast. It was the comment by one of the guys about the artwork of the Snake Eyes series. Even if you don't like the art, simply say that and move on. Don't rip the artist. 
Uh, he is working for IDW, so give the guy some credit. He did something right to get the job. Everyone has their own art style. Congrats on the fantasy football win. Thank Woo- you. Woohoo. Woohoo. And he says, I can feel the commenter on, uh, feel for the commenter on getting burned on the collecting at times. Yeah. So, uh, I go. I think th- everybody goes through stages yeah. where you're up and down. He says, I go through phases with collecting as well. Yeah. He says, I recommend taking a break for a bit, then reevaluate. Do not do anything rash. I will try to call again. It depends on how drunk I get. Lots Word. of love, the nerd. Yeah. And then he said, P.S., I do like What's on Joe Mind podcast. I just like yours better. You guys kick ass. <laughs> See that, Gary? He likes us better. Never mind. That was a personal shot. I shouldn't have took it, but I did. <laughs> well, and those guys are great, especially if you're into the figure collecting. Yeah, they, they, they're so. totally, totally G.I. Joe. Yeah. And there's room for multiple G.I. Joe podcasts. Oh, yeah. yeah. As long as you're still listening to us. Work. Work. <laughs> and we hope you're, we're your first one you listen to. <laughs> so uh, Not first, second. Right. Then we have Brian post, and he says, Charles in Charge, I am going to have this song stuck in my head for the rest of the week. Sorry. I was singing it all day at work. <laughs> so was I. It's hilarious. So then we had uh, Toy Goon, which was Roger. Yeah. He said, thanks, nerds, good chicks. I will take it uh, easy on the collecting. I think you're right. I just have to uh, too much on the go, and I need to slow down. I love your phone message, and I do listen to What's on Your Mind, and yes, I agree with you that it was a bad comment. You rock. So... Evidently, everyone didn't like the fact that they were picking on that artist. So. Yeah. We just said we didn't like it. It, it was yeah. substandard. Sure. Under par. Sure. So then... He's uh, not on the book anymore. Right. We'll let it go. We'll move on. So here's the whole Roger issue. Okay. Harley VJ <laughs> made a comment. Okay. He says, great episode, guys. It's great to sit back, relax, and just listen to you guys talk about toys, movies, and comics. Glad to see some Kukruk love. I never expected Kukruk to have such a cult following, so evidently he wasn't aware that Kukruk had a cult following. Dude, he's got t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. says, so now that I'm finally uh, finally on your guys' forum, I'll post there now. P.S. My name isn't Roger, it's Harley. I have no idea where Roger came from. Funny as hell, though. So I responded and said, from now on, you're, you're now Roger. You guy, are yeah. now Roger. From now on, you're Roger. <laughs> I said, we don't let people use their own names. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, basically what happened was, his email and Duke's email was right by each other. Yeah. And I brought it up and copy and paste it. When I went back to the email to see who it was from to put that in the show notes, yeah. I just saw Roger and I was like, okay, Ran Roger. with it. <laughs> I ran with it. So That's Ryan's faux pas. So that was my bad. He apologized. Maybe if I didn't have to do all the work. Yeah, really. People <laughs> I, need to start pulling your weight around here. I did tell him that uh <laughs> I did tell him that I blame Chuck. <laughs> of course. So uh then we had one more post, which this was just an awesome post. On our website, it's from uh, Jogun Warrior. And that's, cl- that's clever. I like yeah. that. He said, uh, "Hey guys, awesome show! I discovered Star Joe's after Chuck's guest spot on What's on Joe Mind. Word. Since then, I've had a chance to go back and listen to several of your past shows, and I must say that this is one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. You're damn right it is. And I enjoy just as much, if not more, than What's on Joe Mind. Two, Gary. <laughs> that's two, baby. He said, GI Joe is one of my favorite things in the world." I love it more than, than my kids. Okay, not really, but some days. <laughs> I feel you on that. So he says, I'm also a big Transformers fan, with Beast Wars being my favorite incarnation. Ugh. Ha ha ha. Dog. <laughs> I, told you, until there. I told you Beast Wars was good. Maybe he's young. He said, I even have the Maximal <laughs> Insignia tattooed to prove it. Yeah. So he has a tattoo. Young. <laughs> so it's a beast, <laughs> better than you getting your midlife crisis tattooed. Hey, clone trooper. Beast Wars. We're all clones in this life. Be- what? Yeah, word. <laughs> Whatever. Let that sink in for a minute. No. 
Beast Wars hit at the same time G.I. Joe went away. So that's why I kind of got oh, into okay. it. Yeah. So it was there to fill the deep void in my life when no other toy line could. Yeah, I moved to crack. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Beast Wars is what opened my eyes to other Transformer series and have been an avid toy collector ever since. I really think Chuck is missing out. Now I have to admit that I am not a big Star Wars fan. Oh my god, stop. I've, stop. He goes, I've stop. seen the movies stop the and liked the original trilogy, but didn't care for the other three, so he didn't like the prequel so much. I, I can't breathe right now. <laughs> this point brings me to a question regarding the Snake Eyes versus Boba Fett death match. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> he says, I'm well aware of Snake Eyes' superhuman ninja abilities, work, work, but work. I am not too familiar with Boba Fett other than watching him go down and return to the Jedi like a little bitch. <laughs> That's pretty much how it happens. Everyone, not just you guys, but everyone, makes Boba Fett out to be a super badass. Can you recommend some specific <laughs> badassery oh, in yeah. the Expanded Universe? What about... Uh, I was about to get to that. Go for it. I was just going to finish No, 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 go, ahead, go ahead. So either comics or novels are great. I am looking forward to learning more about this character. Thanks, and keep up the stupendous work. Uh, Jonah is, is his name. Uh, P.S. I subscribe to the show through uh, iTunes. So Thanks. look for my iTunes review soon. Hell yeah. And Chuck had better get some nice thoughts about the X-Men circulating through that cranium. So we're not doing that anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, well, since uh, you mentioned it. Okay. <laughs> but he didn't leave us a review yet. So. Oh, well, then fuck. <laughs> I don't have but, Right. But, uh, yeah, uh, Boba Fett. Blood Ties. Blood Ties. A good trade. Start there. Well, another one I was going to recommend where you could get more bang for his buck is there is a... By Dark Horse, there is a Boba Fett omnibus. Oh yeah, twenty yeah. twenty five bucks. You get a ton of Boba Fett issues. Yeah, and if you go on InStockTrades.com or you go to Amazon, you can get it for a lot cheaper than twenty five bucks. True, you'll get it for like fifteen. Yeah, or yeah, twelve maybe fifteen. 12. I think it's like fifteen. Okay, um, but uh, but yeah, check that out. The omnibus, check out Blood Ties. It's a five issue trade. Yep. And if you like that, then there's a new one being solicited right now. Right. What's it called? It's it? called Boba Fett Dies. Boba Fett Dies, yeah. Yeah. We and haven't read it yet because it's being solicited. But right it's now, by but the same people that did Blood, Blood Ties. Ties. And if and if you go back to our episode number eighteen ish. Uh no, it was episode eighteen. Oh hell yeah. Which was our nominations episode for last year. Okay. Deal with it. Blood Ties got a lot of the nominations and won a lot of the awards. It was. It was really so good. So, it was really good. And they do make it in trade. I've seen it. Yes. And so, that's very awesome. Uh, like I said, I would recommend the Omnibus because you will get a lot more for your money, but the Blood Ties one cannot be passed up either. That's good. And then, book-wise, I would recommend Tales of the Bounty Hunters because you'll get small stories about each of the Bounty Hunters. And then, there's also a New Jedi Order book. I'm, I don't remember the name of it. I forgot to look it up. But it focuses on Boba Fett training. This is where he was training Jaina to hunt down her brother Jason Solo. Oh, okay. So that's a really badass one for Boba Fett also. Cool. So there's a couple books for you too. Uh, if I find out what the title is, I'll post it on Facebook or something like that. Um, and then the iTunes review that we had. Ah, uh, yes. From Breaker. And the title was Great Show. He was five stars. Thank you, sir. He said, been listening to the show since the beginning and love it, but decided to write a review just to hear Ryan say something nice about Duke. My yeah. Favorite, my favorite Joe ever. All right. What do you got? All right. Wrong. Well, first off, yeah. first off, just to make it publicly known, I don't hate Duke. No, you don't. I like Flint more than Duke. Yeah. So. In a perfect world, in your world, Flint would lead the Joes. He does lead the Joes. No, he does. In the field, he does. Yeah. Keep going. Yes, he does. You're supposed to be saying something Duke, nice. Duke just gets caught all the time by Cobra. 
So uh, he's, he's really good at getting captured. Can I say that? No. <laughs> no. No matter how true it is. No. Um, no, uh, Duke is is the poster boy soldier. Like, he's, when you think of, like, the soldier in the military, that's Duke. He's the blonde hair, blue-eyed, wearing the khaki shirt, the green pants, you know, tough as nails, mm-hmm. soldier. Mm-hmm. So that's Duke. So that's something nice about Duke. Yep. Okay. Six-foot hot look, all-American man. Some uh, some questions, just a few questions that came uh, through the forums. So we had Crash Murdoch. He said, "Hey guys, I got a couple questions. Since they are about Masters of the Universe, they are primarily primarily directed to Chuck. But I'm sure Ryan will have something to say as well. No, <laughs> fuck you, Crash. I ain't commenting no, no on crash. any of this. No Crash, it's all good. It's all good. I ain't saying shit." So, oh, uh, hey, I'm uh, just going to ask the questions, and Chuck can answer. I ain't saying shit. You ain't getting my opinion. Wow. Fuck you. No, you can't be like that. <laughs> no, I can't be like that. No, I can't. No, you can't. I can't. Demand took time. I, I ostracized someone last year. I'm going to ostracize someone this year. Oh, don't be like that. Don't be like that. He who shall not be named. Don't make him he who shall not be named. I um, love you, Crash. I love you. I love so Crash, too, but fuck him. No, you just don't buy any of the Masters Universe. I know, but he's... Saying like, oh, I'm sure Ryan's gonna have something to say about. Fuck you, I ain't saying well, shit. You would probably say something like smart assy, so that's what he's. Nah, saying. I'd say something nice about. It. I like. Right, well, I like got? Not about these things, but. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> well, what well, no, the first one I would. All right, what do you got? What's the question? Uh, what do you think of the Motu Classic bios so far? Yeah, <sighs> the bios. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the bios. Okay. Here's why I'm not a fan. Uh, I don't like a lot of the names they're given these okay. characters. Sure. Um. Uh, like, Clawful is a sound of clicks. Buzz Off is... That's his real name. <laughs> okay. Uh, Merman is Squiddish Rex. I mean, come on. That's just kind of crazy. Okay. Um, also, it changes continuity from what I, I kind of knew. Okay. Uh, example. Uh, Couldn't it just be all new continuity, though? Some of it is kind of made up, yeah. Like, Orko, they made him to be some kind of trawling spy. Yeah, couldn't this be, like, a separation of a real American hero continuity and IDW G.I. Joe continuity? What they wanted to do was, uh, what Toy Guru said, is he wants to try to put everything together and tell one story. Sure. And try to work everything and weave everything together okay. from the mini-comics to the cartoon to the figures to everything. Okay. But, I mean, it's it's, I don't know. You're supposed to get the whole entire story once everything's done, once everything's out. Yeah. Then it's supposed to make more sense. But to me, a classic example, um, we'll, we'll start with Skeletor. Okay. In the 2000X cartoon, Keldor mm-hmm. was the half-brother of Randor. Right. Um, Keldor and Randor had a fight. Keldor threw some acid. Randor blocked it with a shield. True. Came back, hit his face, scarred him up. Now he's Skeletor. Right. He goes, call me Skeletor. He just changed his name because he does. He looks like a Skeletor. Sure. And the bios, 
Uh, what happens is Keldor is mortally wounded, mm-hmm. uh, taken, Hordak takes him, and uh, he is merged with Demo Man to create Skeletor because he's dying. Okay. So he's merged with somebody else. Okay. Which, you know, I don't, I don't really think okay. that. Continuity, what it all comes down to is what, what do you like? What do you sure. have in your head as continuity of these figures? I mean, to me, Skeletor is not half Keldor, half Demo Man. Okay. He's Keldor who had an accident. Now he has no face. <laughs> That's who Skeletor is. Okay. What, what, do you, what do you have to say about any of these? I guys? say I ain't saying was... shit. Okay, all right. <laughs> I got opinions, but I ain't saying shit because Crash don't want to hear from me. I, I, I know you from, like. I know you want to like, hear from Chuck. I know you like Orko as the court jester who's like the buffoon and no, everything like fuck that. Him. You I like? Ain't, I ain't saying shit. You love Orko. I don't like Orko. Everyone loves Orko. I don't like Orko. Whatever. Orko could shut up. No, 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 no. Orko don't shut nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Or, but that's—I mean, that's what it is. I, I'm not a fan of the bios, and again, it's just writing on the back of the toy. I, as many people I got, say I got things I could say, but I ain't as many people shit. say, it's writing on the back of the toy. It's whatever you you know think the canon is, or the you know faction you want to follow with your toys. That's pretty much how yep. I deal with it. Yep. If you if you don't like it, you don't have to worry about it. Crash, you want to hear my opinion? You need to apologize. Oh, don't be like that. <laughs> don't be like that. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, by the way, uh, off the record here, if you still wanted that Snake Eyes figure, get back at me because. Okay. I was really busy and a lot of stuff going on personally, but yeah, I still got it. If you if you still want it, let me know. Which means what Chuck was drinking. Work. So pretty much what the. All right. Did. His second question with Masters of the Universe was, "What do you think of uh, Mighty Spector?" Hate it. Okay. I don't like it. Uh, Mighty Spector, for those who don't know, is uh, one of the new 30th anniversary Masters of the Universe uh, classics figures, which was created by the toy uh, guru Scott Knightley, brand manager for Mattel who's in charge of the line. There were six figures. He chose one of the figures, uh, which was, he said he entered this figure idea a long time ago in like 86, 87, mm-hmm. in the original Create a Fan Contest, which the winner of that was Fearless Photog. Right. Which is a guy with a camera for a head, so that tells you that's the winner of that, so that's below this. <laughs> so that character was below camera head guy. <laughs> Basically what this guy is, he looks like, a DC character. The Marvel. No, he looks like a DC character, like a DC classic. Well, yeah, but he looks like Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, that's a good example, Deadpool. Yeah. Um, that's Marvel. Well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, if you just look at him you and you put him next to certain characters, yeah. he, he's going to fit more with the DC classics yeah. than sure. you know, Masters Universe. Maybe. I, I'm not he's saying. all purple. I mean, purple's cool, I guess, as a color, but... I don't know. He, yeah. he doesn't fit in with the line. He looks nothing like a Masters figure. He's got this big giant spade in the middle of his chest. I mean, it's nothing sword or sorcery or barbaric. The reason they're doing it, they're tying him in, what they're doing with him is, to give him a little bit of Masters flair, is with the bio, uh, he was one of the Royal Guards, and he has a cosmic key, and he can time travel, mm-hmm. and now he's the Mighty Spectre. Lieutenant Spector. Okay. Uh, Lieutenant Spector was one of the royal guards. It's like Moon Knight. Mark, Mark Spector. It, it, that's his name. Yeah, that's sure. his name. Yeah. Maybe he is Moon Knight. Maybe it is Marvel. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's too much. It, it's too much. I, I don't I don't like it at all. I'm not going to buy it. Okay. I don't have the subscriptions. So I'm not going to get it. I'm going to get it for you. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think you would probably get the Jeff Johns character. I don't know what it looks like. Nobody does yet. Well, then how do you know I get it? Well, you like Jeff Johns. I like his writing. 
Well, I'm just saying, I don't know how he is with creating figures. He might, he might make a Green Lantern He-Man he, or something. He might suck at making figures. I don't know. Maybe. I like his writing. Of the ones that we've seen so far, the I think we've seen three of the six. Fearless Photog, I'm not yeah. going to get that. I'm not buying Cameraman Hit. I'm not buying the Mighty Spectre. Uh, Drago Man, the, the big dragon. Yeah. I'll get that. That looks pretty that cool. That looks cool. I like the dragon. Sure. All right, so I got a, another question. But, yeah, or, thanks for the questions, Crash. Yeah. So. Sorry, Ryan, hate you now. I don't hate him. <laughs> I just, he didn't want to hear from me, so. He wanted to hear from he me. He did not. You he don't buy any of the figures. Chuck. You don't collect the line. I have opinions. You said Masters is the four. If you were rank the four franchises, right. you number would put four. it number four. So it's that's still, what I said. I still like it. Well, okay. I still have opinions about it. Well, what is your opinion? I'm asking I'm, you. Well, well, Crash is not in here. No, Crash don't want to hear it. I want to hear it. What's your I opinion? don't care. All right. Have I ever cared about anything? Take your ball and go home. Have I ever, have I ever cared about anything you wanted? No. Exactly. So. No. Why? You know why? You don't care about anything I want. Aw. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right. Moving on. So we had a, a question from Straight Edge He-Man. Nice. And he says... I don't know. Another <laughs> He-Man question. It's funny. Cra- no, Crash asked the He-Man question, and then we got straight as he- He-Man asking a G.I. Joe question. <laughs> so it says, makes perfect sense. Right. He says, I don't know how you guys feel about Serpentor. Oh, okay. But I always thought he was a decent character and looked badass. Yeah. He says, anyways, I was looking at my 25th anniversary Serpentor version 4 that I had meant on card the other day, and I noticed that his headdress helmet is lame. So I started looking at all the Serpentor figures on Yojo.com, and I wouldn't consider any of these to be the definitive Serpentor. The version 6 from the DVD pack uh, has a better helmet. Yes, it does. But his paint and or sculpt sculpt isn't uh, as good. Uh, How do you feel about these figures? Does the Joe community feel the same way as I do? Well, uh... How do you feel about Serpentor? First of all, as a character, I, I'm okay with Serpentor. Sure, I am too. I don't hate him. Right. Uh, the to only me, th- the only Cobra thing I, Commander's always going to be in charge of yeah. Cobra. The only thing I never liked about Serpentor, the only thing I never liked about Serpentor, is from the cartoon how he constantly would say, This I command. This I command! This I command! Yeah, I got so tired of that shit. The Serpentor in the comic books is a hundred times better oh, yeah, than yeah. The, the cartoon. Yeah. A hundred times better. Given. Uh, he starts off with the origin in issue 49, where Mindbender yep. and Destro comb the tombs. Yep. They make him. Uh, actually, they arise, throw, Serpentor arise. That's the cartoon. <laughs> they actually throw a little bit of Storm Shadow DNA in there because he's a dead. Okay. Spoilers: Storm Shadow died uh, a long time. Uh, they throw the dead DNA of him you're, in there. Now we don't so, even have to do the Renfrew reviews anymore. <laughs> I'm just saving it for you. Let me see if I spoiled it. Okay. Wow. Uh, and actually, Dr. Mindbender puts the brainwave scanner on and puts a little bit of his own mental capacity in there because of uh, how political things are issues now with Cobra, so he gives him a little bit of that juice. Yeah. Uh, there's a good 300 reference in that comic book, uh, how uh, the troops and Laronitis... Uh, they were facing against an insurmountable odds because Sepender was left with a group of vipers and he rose the vipers up to charge even though we're going to die. I will not die. I will lead you to victory. Blah, blah, blah. It's really good. I, I good thought we story. weren't going to do a whole history of Serpentor. That's just that one book. <laughs> you were like, 49, you, were like Marvel 49. You, you sent me this link like, here's the whole history about Serpentor. And I was like, why do we need this? I was like, are we doing a history because of Serpentor? We question. We should have done a history of Serpentor. Look for the next episode. The history of Serpentor. <laughs> All right. To be honest, what about the figures? Though, the figure, <laughs> I, I don't believe we have the definitive Serpentor yet. 
out of the ones we do have, I would go with the '86 O-ring release. That's the one I, I go like with the best. OG. The OG. The OG one. That's the. That's it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's my favorite one. The, the green sparkly cape and he's the, got the the big gold. The big gold. He's got the green suit. The green yeah. snakes for his yeah. hands and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, came with an air chariot and a little snake. I mean, yeah. pretty cool. Uh, that's my favorite one. Yeah, out of the out of the ones that they made. That's badass. Now the the third version was horrible. Yeah, I don't like that. That was horrible looking. They did a, a comic two pack of that one, the O ring style, yeah. and they repainted it. It looks horrible. It's yeah. like a yellow cape. The DVD pack one that he was talking about, it doesn't look bad, but I don't like the paint job either on it because it's kind of like brownish instead yeah, of like gold, and I want my emperor to be gold. Yeah, he was pretty pimp <laughs> in a gold suit. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I like you said the the loose carded one that he's talking about in that wave four. Yeah, I didn't really care for that one too much either. Yeah, I have the one, I have it, I have the DVD release version. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how the. I think if they would have painted that one a little different, maybe yeah. it would have been a little better. But I don't know how the Joe community feels because I can't speak for all them, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. Like I said, the the original Serpentor to me is the yeah. is the definitive one. Yeah, for now of what we for have. For now, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you did one that looked very similar to that, or even gold sparkly, if they yeah. sparkled them up or something like the other one was. Oh, he's got to be Liberace. <laughs> no, he that doesn't. Cape, remember the cape? I remember was the so cape. Yeah, sparkly. Yeah, I remember the cape. It doesn't have to be like that, but but. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with a solid green cape. <laughs> do you want but, it to be soft goods, or do you want it to be, like, plastic mold? The cape? Yeah. Soft. Really? Yeah. I was thinking maybe a mold of plastic, like the mm. Marvel U Thor figure no. cape or something. No? No. Okay. I want, I want soft goods. Yeah, you do. But, well, um, how they're doing it, like, now with the soft goods on the Star Wars? Yeah. Like Not the, like the yeah. dish rag. Or no, no, no. But um, it's a yeah. in with the plastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that could work. Yeah, sure. Um, I'd like to see them do a Serpentor in the style this, the styles that they're doing right now, where it's got the really great articulation, it's got the great sculpt, but I want it to be based on that original Concept, figure. Yeah. They tried to, but they, they amped it up a bit. They, they should have just, yeah. They should have just, And yeah. even the, what the uh, other comic, the image one, or the Devils do, Yeah, he had a whole different look, too. Oh, I didn't yeah. really care for that, either. I, I didn't mind that one too much. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mind. Uh, well, the Devils do, uh, well, Devils do, he looked pretty similar to the original. Might have been the Image Comics then. He looked but a little bit the, different. The IDW one that they're doing right now, he looks pretty cool. He, yeah, he's kind he's of... He's demented uh, looking. Yeah, yeah. But, um, all right, so that, so that was all of the yeah, thanks, uh, listener feedback. Yeah, listener. We do have some uh, voicemails, though. Uh, we have a couple of voicemails from Brian, who was really... He was really liking the Transformers retro issues that we covered in episode 55. So I'm going to go ahead and play 55. those. Yeah. Word. We're behind. I know. Hello, Star Joes. This is Brian, Sandman on the forums, calling from Bowling Green, Ohio. I was just listening to episode number 55, where you do a retro comics review of Transformers number four and five. And first off, I just wanted to say the cover for Transformers number five was pretty wicked cool. That painted cover of Shockwave against the wall that says Transformers are all dead. That might be one of the best co- covers of that original series. Now, when Shockwave first shows up in issue number four, even when I read it as a kid back then, I thought it was maybe just a little bit cheesy, because Shockwave is a giant gun that just sort of comes floating in. He's not a jet. He's not a spaceship. He really doesn't have any sort of propulsion system. He's just sort of a gun that can float or something. 
And then he blasts the Autobots, and it only takes one shot for him to pretty much wipe out everyone. Now, I know at that point, the Autobots were really badly beaten down, but still, one blast to do them all in, eh, a little bit lame. Even though I really liked the Shockwave character and always thought he had a really cool design, I thought his intro lacked a little something. But having said that, these two issues overall were pretty freaking cool. I mean, the Autobots really get just beaten by the Decepticons. And when it looks like the Decepticons are going to win, boom, we find out that uh, Sparkplug pulled some kind of uh, sabotage on them so that their energy is poisoning them, and the Decepticons are just crippled. And so you think that the Autobots have pulled out a victory from nowhere. But bam, that's when Shockwave shows up, fresh, powerful, wipes them all out. And you have a story where the bad guys actually win. I mean, only Ratchet is left out there somewhere as the last hope of the Autobots. And in issue number five, you have a few panels in there where the Decepticons are just dragging around dead Autobots. And you have some panels in there where lifeless Autobots are hanging upside down from the ceiling. I mean, those panels, those pages had me on the edge of my seat because I didn't know what was going to happen next. I didn't know how the Autobots were going to get out get out of that. I mean, they were done. The bad guys won. That was a pretty cool story. Take care, everyone. Bye. So he's liking the Marvel Transformers issues four and five. Yes. That's what I'm picking up on there. Yeah, I'm thinking he likes them a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. That's, that's good. Um, I, I'm glad. Nice passion. He, he's sure. liking those issues. It's great. Sure. And it's always a good story when the bad guys appear to win. Right. So. Same thing with uh, All Hell Megatron, same yeah. thing with uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's always a good setup when the bad guys seem to have won, all hope is lost, it's at right. its darkest hour. Well, and it's like, I, I think you agree with me on this, it's, it's I've always sure. said, like, you're, yeah, sure, why not? Why not? Um, yeah, because we agree so often. Go with it. <laughs> so, save an argument, yeah, you're, I agree. You're, wow. Your hero is only as good as his villains. That's true. So that is true. if your villains are really badass and actually pose a threat to your hero, exactly. Thank you. Then, yeah. Then your hero is gonna be that much better. A case in point: why Batman is better than Superman. Sure. Better he has better villains. Yeah. I'll better give you villains. That. I'll give you that. Um, and I think that's one of the things they're kind of trying to change with the new DCU. Is they're trying to give Superman a few of those. Yeah. Tougher villains. A-list villains. Yeah. Or something, yeah, so we'll see how that works out. I hope, yeah. I like it so far. But, loving it. But, uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, he, he gave us a call back again. Uh, All right, cool. He had a few more things to say about those issues. Oh, loving them. So, <laughs> so here's... Lay it on me, Brian. Hey, Star Joes. Sandman again. I just had another follow-up comment about Transformers number four and five. Another cool thing about these issues is that Shockwave comes in, kicks ass, and grabs control of the Decepticons, and he pushes Megatron down the second-in-command. Starscream might have always been scheming and trying to manipulate things behind the scenes, but only Shockwave was badass enough to just step in and take control and slap down Megatron. I don't think that happens again until probably Transformers the movie when uh, Starscream tosses out Megatron after Prime uh, all but destroys him. 
So that that was pretty cool part of these stories again. I mean, there might have been a little bit of cheese, like I mentioned before, but overall, there's a lot of good stuff in these issues. People should go and pick up either the back issues or the collections. Good stuff here. Take care, everyone. Bye. Yeah, I, right. I totally agree with Sandman. Definitely go back and pick up yeah. the collections on those or issues. It might be cheaper to buy the trade because you get a lot more for your buck. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's really cool. Like you said, Shockwave comes in. He All of a sudden, now he's in control. He's telling Megatron what to do. And, again, it, it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. you got another villain telling another villain what's going on. Well, and Shockwave was badass, so you got to love it. Yeah, uh, good, good, good message. Well, one of the things he also mentioned in his first voicemail that this one reminded me of was he was talking about how Shockwave was this big gun that flew around and everything. I was like, yeah. I don't know, as a kid, I was like, okay. Yeah, I didn't care. <laughs> it's like, gun can fly. Big gun that flies. <laughs> well, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean. He uh, mostly flew in robot form, but yeah. I mean, there was times when the gun flew. Sure. Yeah. But like we said, uh, when you're dealing with good guys and bad guys, like you said, you want to have those bad guys that, um, you know, being able to actually be a threat to their heroes. and, and It makes it know, better so. for a better, more compelling story. Yeah, more believable. Absolutely. It only strengthens your hero, like you said, when you when your villains are strong. Yep. Uh, then we had a voicemail from JD. Nice. So uh, go ahead and play that. Star Joe's. Gentlemen, it's JD. Yes, I started my own podcast that was inspired by Star Joe's Under Scoop Fire and the Cold Slither podcast. So, yeah, you guys should take a listen and uh, tell us what we're doing wrong or doing right. Uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. I, uh, I'm following you guys on Twitter, uh, so, yeah, follow me back. Take a listen to the uh, podcast and uh, give me your honest opinions. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Okay. One prob- problem with that voicemail. What's the name of the podcast? <laughs> uh, you got to get back to us. Let us know what the name of your podcast is. He is on uh, Twitter. I think on Twitter it says the name on there, but I'm okay. not 100% sure. So, yeah. Um, if it's there, we'll throw it in the notes or yeah, something. Yeah, we'll throw it in the right? notes or something. But if it's not, um, give us a call or an email. and Yeah, give us something. We'll, we'll, we'll plug your podcast. Yeah, give us give us a, a address. I'll listen to it. I think he did listen and just a I did listen to Open Your Toys podcast. Yeah. And he's quite a regular contributor over there. He chimes in with voicemails kinda like he does here. Right. I think he did say the name of his podcast there, but for the life of me I don't remember it. Yeah. Maybe he was I, counting on you to, to know. <clears throat> maybe maybe I let you down, buddy. I let you down. <laughs> uh also, since you know I mentioned Open Your Toys, uh big congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. McFavorite. Yeah. They're they're expecting a child. Yes. So bravo, way to go. I know you could do it. All the more <laughs> reason to have more toys. Well, no, no. Here's the thing. He's uh, he's going to go through his collection and get rid of some stuff. So maybe he could let the the Star Joe's guys and the Star Joe's community know what he's going to get rid of, and maybe we can help him out and help By raise some money for the child. Yeah, yeah baby McFavorite. Sure. There, we can I'll raise some money. Like, I'll pay like a buck for the masterpiece. Ouch! Ouch! Oh, oh, <laughs> slick! You can't let him get away with that. Okay, I'll pay him three bucks. All right, that's better. That's better. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hey, seriously, all jokes aside, congratulations. That's that's yeah. wonderful, wonderful news. Um, and seriously, if you wanted to let us know, we'll be happy to put yeah, it on our forums and absolutely uh, help you guys out. You know, get rid of some of your collection, raise some money. You know, yeah. awesome. Kids aren't kids aren't cheap. No, no. Which is why I don't have any. There you go. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then we had uh, Chewy. Oh, okay, cool. Left us a couple of voicemails. Of course he did. Love that kid. Our Joe's. It is Chewy. It does. Um, happy New Year. JD beat me to it, fucker. 
But, uh, hey, I just wanted to call and sincerely congratulate Chuck on defending his title. Well done, sir. Uh, I don't care what song plays, Ryan plays for you. You are an asshole, but you know what? You're the champ. Well done, sir. Talk to you later. Bye. And that is now my new favorite phrase for this year. <laughs> we had, Chuck, you're an idiot. Now we have, you are an asshole. <laughs> I've graduated. I've graduated. But, yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, big props to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I won back to back. It was, it was a good fight. Are we going through this all? This no, year I'll let it too? go. I'll let it okay. go. I'll let right. it go. I'm well, a champ. Well, should, well <laughs> should we call back again? Oh, more congratulations to me. I see. No, no. Oh, oh, I jumped the gun. Gentlemen, Chewy, Champ, Brian, how are you? It's been a while. Uh, let's see. I'm just listening to the latest episode uh, where you guys are guest starring on another podcast, and you're talking. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm calling in to defend Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, you're talking about how uh, at the beginning of Dark of the Moon, uh, Megatron's all fucked up, and, and you don't recall that happening in Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, in fact, he did get all kinds of fucked up at the end of Revenge of the Fallen. And actually, that was kind of one of the things that I really liked about Dark of the Moon was that continuity between the two movies. Uh, I can't really defend the little parasitic uh, robots that were eating Megatron, but he did, in fact, get uh, his head blasted off at the end of uh, Revenge of the Fallen. So I will talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Well, that clears that up. Yeah, I'm glad he calls me champ. That's awesome. Um, uh, I, the only part about that movie I really want to remember was that great battle that Prime had in the woods yeah. with the Decepticons. Yeah. I, so li- good. I do like the part where Bumblebee uh, splits Ravage in half. Like that was awesome. Half. Yeah. Uh, but that's the only two scenes I even like in that movie. Megan Fox is still hot. Chewie actually defended, he says he apologizes for defending it, but when that movie came out, he defended it also, because he actually really likes the movie. He's a closet liker. So, <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. But uh, <laughs> It was good, I liked no, it. I mean, it you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the best good. movie no, they ever made. Good. It I mean, wasn't good. I had good. fun watching no. it. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I do. Um, so anyways, uh, speaking of corrections when it comes to Transformer stuff, one thing was, uh, someone on our forums actually commented on this, that Windcharger didn't have a force field, he had a magnetic field. And that's how he was able to hold all those, all the Autobots together to make them look like Bruticus oh, okay. when they were doing that whole thing. Makes sense. Uh, metal. Right. Not, uh, not, was it, no, Menasaur, when they were forming Menasaur. It wasn't Bruticus, Menasaur. So. Okay. Uh, and then I had told, in that same episode, I had told um, X that... Bumblebee, he had made, X made a comment that Bumblebee never got messed up or changed or anything like that. He was happy that after the movie, Bumblebee was still Bumblebee. Not totally accurate. I totally forgot about this at first, but after we were done with the show and I listened back to it, I was like, wait a minute. In the cartoon, at least, Bumblebee became Goldbug. Yeah, I, he, I, you, I remembered after you told me, too. Yeah, Bumblebee got messed up after the movie. It was in a regular episode, but he then became Goldbug. And then there was, uh, in the IDW universe, though, they made Goldbug its own character. So it wasn't Bumblebee changed over. It was Bumblebee and Goldbug were two completely separate Autobots. Uh, now, in the Marvel run, okay, Bumblebee gets changed to Goldbug, but then gets changed back to Bumblebee. Okay, there you go. So, <coughs> so Continuity yeah. issues. Yes. There you go. 
So um, that's really all of our listener feedback. Uh, we got to get into some issues here. Yeah, let's do that. So we, we're going to go into our From Springfield to Tatooine. From Springfield to Tatooine. All right, we have 11 issues to wrap up 2011. Let's do Ooh, it. Ooh, eerie. Know, 11. <laughs> 11, 11. It's like we planned that shit. No, we didn't. I, <laughs> I wish I could say we did. All right, well, so. Well, let's lie. <laughs> we can lie. <laughs> sure, why not? All right. It's um, not beneath us to lie. So, when it comes to the issues, uh, I'm just going to pull right from the top here. Word. Uh, we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number five. And this is by Eastman and Tom Waltz are the writers, and the art is Dan Duncan. And what'd you give this one? A buy. Okay. This is my total buy out of the eleven issues. Okay. Uh, I love this issue. How many buys did you have total? Do you have I, tallied? I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven buys. I have six. Okay. I so I like the issues better. I guess. I got one, two borrows. I got four. And I got two snarfs. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I got one. I tried to stay away from the borrows as much as possible. I tried to decide, is this a buy? Is this a, is this a snarf? Okay. The borrows are really where I just was like, eh, it'd be worth checking out, but whatever. Um, all right, so basically what happens in this issue is, this is a really cool issue because Raphael's now back with the, his brothers. Yeah. And we get flashbacks to, and he's getting trained, uh, but we get flashbacks to feudal Japan where Orokosaki is talking with uh, Hamato Yoshi, and they don't see eye to eye when it comes to the clan. And basically, is it Hamato Yoshi? That's Hamato Yoshi, yeah. Hamato, well, I'm saying Hamato Yoshi is Splinter, right? So Hamato Yoshi gets, uh, his family gets killed. He has four sons. Yeah. Coincidence? Coincidence. And a wife. And they all get uh, well. The wife you gets would need killed. to have the wife yeah. or some kind right. of female to well, have some know. kids. We're going back to that discussion. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> um, but the wife gets killed. Yeah, by Orokosaki. Orokosaki. And uh, so he takes his sons. He wants to go get revenge, but his wife makes him promise not to to protect the yeah. sons while they're alive. So he escapes with them because he knows their life, lives are in danger. Mm-hmm. We get a then flashback to uh, the present day where we find out that Casey Jones is not doing well in school and he's on the hockey team. Yeah, and so he happens to walk past a note that go that April O'Neil puts up for where she's looking to tutor people. So he happens to walk right past her, picks up the note, and takes it home with him. Uh, we see that Splinter is getting, as the rat, is getting chased down by some ninjas, but he takes them down. It happens. Goes back home. Uh, Orokosaki finds Hamato Yoshi and his four sons, and he has uh, Hamato Yoshi witness his son's executions. Yeah, that's brutal. And they happen to be wearing particular colors, the sons. Uh, one's wearing blue, one's hey. wearing orange, one's wearing purple, and one's wearing red. What are the odds? Right. <laughs> and then, uh, so, Hamato Yoshi says that, you know, now that they're dead, I don't have to keep my promise to my wife anymore. And Orokosaki says, well, how are you going to fulfill that since you're, you're going dead to too. Yeah. You're gonna be dead too? Chops off his head. Uh, Splinter, we go back to the present day. Splinter meets up with the four sons and says, now that Raphael is back home, home, 
uh, we no longer need to wear all wear the red bandana. Red, we was, were wearing it because it was his favorite color. In honor of Raphael, who was right. missing. So they each are given their own individual favorite color bandanas, hence tying the two worlds we know together, the right. original comic run and probably the cartoon run, yeah. put them together. Uh, and Raphael's given his size for yeah. the first time. His weapon of choice. Yep. Uh, Casey Jones visits his mom's grave, and then uh, April O'Neil meets uh, her mom, her, her, uh, who she hasn't seen for a while, and she's glad to be home. It's Christmas time, yeah. and we see all the turtles sitting around with a little Christmas tree, and Splinter calls him his sons. It was a nice little Christmas issue. Yeah, and the thing I really liked about this, it never is said overtly that this the turtles and Splinter are the reincarnation of yeah it's of it's Hamato Yoshi and his not four sons. said but it's kind of almost implied it's implied big time yeah yeah and again like you said they they bring the two worlds together I think right. there might be a little Nickelodeon in there sure could be hey put the colors on the turtles right we're making some toys <laughs> as long here. as they don't put the letters on their belts I'm okay without it that it might happen I don't want to see that I don't it might happen. But, uh, yeah, I don't want that. You're going you're to quit the book if it happens? No, no, no. Because uh, it's still a good book. Um, it is. It's a good book. This I'm is my favorite it. one of the Turtles issues so far. Okay. Uh, they did... I I loved the implied that this is a reincarnation thing. Yeah, I could have lived without it. You, you have problems with that, though. I don't believe I'm, in reincarnation. I'm okay with it. All right, don't I force don't know, your I don't know what me. I don't know what I believe in anymore. Don't force your religion. <laughs> what are you, Hindu, Muslim? If what are you I, doing? If, you know, hey, if I die and I find out I was wrong with what I believed all along, you well, never know. Well, so I'll be screwed. I guess. <laughs> but, uh, no, so I don't come back as a snail. Let's put it that way. I don't either. <laughs> So, Tampon, no, yes, snail, no. But you have to realize, too, they follow Japanese traditions and they believe in reincarnation. So that's what this story's following, is it's following their beliefs. It's not following your Western your not belief. Western, your Catholicism beliefs Woo! and stuff like that. So It's Buddhism? Is that what you're saying? It's a Buddha book? Sure. <laughs> it's a Buddha book for your you, Buddha belly? Well, you got the Buddha belly, so... Hey, you want to rub it? You think you... No. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. All right, moving on. So then we got uh, Raphael. Uh, this yeah. was the mic- the first issue of the micro-series, so this is a spotlight on Raphael. Yeah. Uh, borrow. This was a buy for me. Really? I liked it. I didn't like it enough. I liked it. This was uh, written by Brian Lynch and art by Franco Uru. And uh, what basically happens here is Raphael's out on patrol with Casey Jones. Yeah. And they kind of split up a little bit. Uh, they Raphael notices after he leaves Casey Jones that there's this female uh, hooded figure that's that's kind of running around. She's being chased by two thugs. Yeah. She's in the DC Universe a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what a chat. Why is she in... The hooded figure, the girl. Oh, no, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Bad joke. My, my yeah, bad, my bad. Yeah. I had to explain it. Bad joke. My bad. Yep. Um, so we see these two thugs look very familiar to some characters we may have known from the Turtles history. Yeah. One has a spiked purple mohawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's wearing like these uh, goggles. Bebop, Rocksteady. Yeah, maybe a little bit Bebop, Rocksteady ish. That's why I gave it a borrow because why? Raphael always goes out in the, the other issues that we had before, way mm-hmm. back in the Turtle history. Casey Jones and Raphael have their single issues where they go yeah. off and, you know, fight and kick ass. Yeah. And then it looks like almost like a Bebop Rocksteady kind of thing, so they're introducing a little bit more characters. Maybe these guys yeah. evolve and turn into them. That's, well, those two things there made it a little bit more of a borrow because 
other than that, what didn't you like about that though? I did. I, I'm so okay. sad. That's one of the parts I like. Oh, okay. Those are the parts I like. Oh, okay, okay. I gave it a bar. Oh, okay. Other than that, it's just a well, see, I like necessary book. You really don't. Oh no, I it. thought this was a very necessary Ugh. book because well, number one, you're setting up Bebop and Rocksteady, so you're setting that up. Sure, that, okay. I, I agree with that. Yeah, okay, yeah. so uh, you're developing more that but you're that developing more of of Casey Jones and Raphael, right? But that could have happened in the ongoing. You I would have liked this. it in the ongoing. You didn't need this separate thing to do this. Well, I whether this was in the ongoing or not, yeah. I, I'm okay with it. But anyways, turns out the hooded figure is this uh, mutated. Uh, fox. Mm-hmm. She's a fox. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> it's this. It's this. It's this white fox, and she's saying how she's in trouble. Thank you very much. And she describes about how she remembers being a fox, and then she was getting injections and treatment, <laughs> and she kept uh, being changed. So Raphael decides he's going to help her out, and he start he bl- uh, blindfolds her because he says he's going to take her home to protect her. Yeah. But then he starts thinking about what all took place. He wants to inject her. And so. can, <laughs> no. Blindfold. But he starts realizing he that. He's, he start, a, he's that kind of turtle. Yeah, right. So he realizes that, wait a minute, she was moving around just fine. Why did she need help uh-huh. and everything else? So he drops her, she removes the blindfold and saves herself and she reveals that she's basically ninja trains because she throws a bunch of shurikens right. and her claws are deadly and everything else. She starts taking on Raphael. He, he fights her. Uh, and then she throws like a flashbang and she disappears. Yeah, a little flash bomb. Well, we find out back at secret Turtle headquarters. Well, secret <laughs> headquarters of the villains. Yeah, is we see they haven't said their names are Bebop and Rocksteady, but yeah. we see Bebop and Rocksteady as humans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, uh, this fox, she comes in and she's like, so this is where it's the true reveal that they were definitely working together. Right. And we get this ninja type guy show up and says. Uh, when the master wills it, you know, then we'll reveal ourselves. And his shadow makes a little bit of a shredder form in the background. This is why I think this issue is kind of necessary. It's setting up this secret secret society of shredder. I wouldn't say it's necessary. Again, this all could have been done in the ongoing. I agree. They're making you just buy another miniseries, mini-book. But it does spotlight Raphael only. The other turtles don't appear in this issue. So. So. Like I said, if you, if you enjoy Raphael and Casey Jones stories, right? This issue's a lot. This issue's a lot more necessary than the next, the next issue. One, yeah. <laughs> True, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. That one's a lot better than the other one because we have two of these. The next one we're going to do is Michelangelo. Michelangelo, where I would say Raphael. That's why I'm giving Raphael a buy. I'm saying you should go out and buy the Raphael issue if you're reading the ongoing. I would borrow it. I would read it from somebody else who bought it. No, I'd buy it. I, I wouldn't waste my money on it. I don't think it's a waste of money. It's four bucks. It's not a waste of money. Just because you didn't buy it. <laughs> let's, well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's reserve judgment as an overall because I think they're going to trade this. I if would, three of the four are good, then it's going to be worth a pickup. If two of the four are good and two are bad, well, just get that, it at the library. But the thing something. is, I'm not basing it on is the trade going to be good. I'm basing on is that one issue good? If the other issue is good enough to borrow, I wouldn't three, buy it. If the it's three other is, if the three issues other issues suck, yeah, then it's worth going out and finding this one issue to have that issue. I would go out and read that one issue. I wouldn't buy it. No, I totally disagree. Okay, so that's where we're at. All right, so Michelangelo. Next, next, next we have Michelangelo, which is Snarf, written by Brian Lynch and art by Andy Kuhn. Yeah, this Snarf. is this was a start for me as well. The art. I didn't Let me just say, art. it is it is bad. It's not bad. It it's, took me out of the story a couple times. I yeah. had to stop. It took me out of the story a couple times. It's very stylized. It's 
It's it's almost Darwin Cookish without being Darwin Cook because Darwin Cook's good. I would say of all the turtle books that we've had and all the turtle books that we've read, there's been we've read five well, or six. six. <laughs> this is the worst. Yeah, this is the worst. Sure. Um, I expected more. There's some faces that just don't the, look good. Yeah, and the story's not even that great. It's an unnecessary story. Exactly. Raphael's out on the town. He's, He's Michelangelo. I'm sorry, Michelangelo's out on the town. He sees an event going on at the museum, which is a costume party. Yeah. So he decides, hey, perfect place for me to sneak in, grab some food, have a good time. Yeah. So he gets in. Uh, and They play up the party guy role yeah, with him. He meets up with some people that he that they mistake him for the person they thought he was here. You find out they're trying to rob the museum. Yeah. He uh, stops it, finds out that one of the thieves is actually an undercover agent, uh, police officer. Cop, yeah. And so they end up saving each other, and that's basically it. Yeah. So, really, the next one we're getting is, what, Donatello? Donatello's going to be next. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's hints in the story that they're stealing this thing for somebody. Yeah. Which makes you believe it's for Shredder, but... Yeah, they don't come right out and say it, and yeah, it's, yeah, I agree with you. Totally unnecessary. Yeah, so, and it might be better. Like he's, I know you don't want to jump to the conclusions or nothing or jump the gun, but what if Donatello and Leonardo kind of tie in that whole story of this is all happening the same night? Could be. You never know, right? And then that might be a decent trade to pick up. But sure. again, that art is not the best no. that we've seen in Turtles books. Now, speaking of good, speaking of art, okay, let's, let's get to some good art. What do you uh, got? Which me? is Transformers number 31. Buy. This was a buy. This, this was, was my solid buy. This was almost thing. my total buy. This so is I can, my total I can, buy. I can understand that. So This was excellent. This was a uh, story was by Mike Costa. Yes. And art by Casey Collar. Yeah. Who we, we made it very well known that we like Casey Collar as a Transformers artist. Yeah, this, this wraps up the whole story arc. Well, this is, and this is actually, it's kind of, it wraps up all of IDW continuity yeah, up to this point. Chaos, everything. So, yeah. um, going back to the beginning. It's a nice little bow on it. Basically, what happens here is we have, we're in the future now. Yeah. On Cybertron. Everything is sparkly. It looks nice. Everyone's Clean, getting brand along. New, yeah. We see Alpha Happy Tri- fun times. Alpha Trion's still around. Hey, he made it. Uh, <laughs> they, they start, and he looks even younger than we've ever seen him. There you That's go. That's because he's constantly getting upgrades, upgrades for himself. Yeah. Uh, he starts telling them the stories of you know of the past, and we get a, a nice splash page from Megatron Origin, yeah. which was drawn. This is drawn by Casey Collar, even though it's a flashback to that story. And this whole issue is full of that, where you will see those splash pages, the splash yeah. pages which go back to every single IDW Transformers story arc that's ever been done. So yeah. you, you have some of the spotlight. Stuff like the Shockwave one where he was fighting the Dinobots. Yeah, um, they go back and tell stories. and They go back and tell they, stories. They show the pictures so you can see the stories they're talking L- about. About midway through, these young Transformers that were talking to Alpha Trion, they meet, they meet up with uh, Ironhide. Ironhide yeah. And Ironhide has not chosen to upgrade himself because he's an old soldier. He doesn't feel like he, this is Neat, his world yeah. anymore. Uh, but he does speak. You kind of get the feel he's just waiting to die. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> Seriously. There's, there's this whole anniversary of the end of the war. Yeah. Uh, and Ironhide speaks about it. And he, he they go through these big, beautiful splash pages. They're very, very pretty. Uh, from Stormbringer, which was on the one page. The next page is the All Hail Megatron splash page. Yeah. Um, absolutely gorgeous. Then we get the whole uh, Ironhide miniseries splash page. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing, too. 
These are almost like pinup pages. Yeah, there's, if there's nothing else, if you don't even want to read this book, well, there's buy for the art. Yeah, there's on on these pages too. These uh, splash pages. There's no word. There's no word bubbles. It's just a beautiful art. You could theoretically rip these out and put them in a frame. There's uh, the image from Chaos with the Devoid with Megatrons yeah. standing on top of them, uh, and then he closes up. This Ironhide closes up his speech. He walks away. Alpha Trion meets up with him later, and basically. Uh, Ironhide tells Alpha Trion that Prime's still out there. He's still out there somewhere. And so is Megatron. Yeah. And so he doesn't know if it'll ever be over, but uh, this leads into the death of Optimus Prime. Yeah. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, (laughs) and there you have the facts of life. Wow. This is Garrett. Bunch Joe. of women living in a house. Yeah, sure. Hey, Why Blair. Not? Blair was hot. Blair was hot. Blair was hot. I was always a Joe person. I was Blair. I was a Joe person. Oh, Joe was good too. I'm not gonna sure. say Nancy McKeon. She's hot. Yeah. But Blair, blonde, like Oof. the biker chick. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, Death of Optimus Prime. Not Natalie. No. No. <laughs> Natalie has to pay. But I'll take two. Yes. <laughs> um. So we have uh, sto- in Death of Optimus Prime issue. We have uh, stories by James Roberts and John Barber. Okay. And art by Nick Rochet. Now, we covered this issue in our episode with the Altered Egos guys, so I'm not going to do the summary because Glenn did a very good job of the summary with that. Right, right. So go back and um, definitely check that out. But uh, we never said, like, what we would give this issue. I gave it a, like, while the, on the episode, I gave it a three out of five, so it's a borrow. It's solid. Okay. It's a solid borrow. I give this a low buy. Uh, the only I'd give this a total buy because I like the story, but I'm not the biggest fan of the art. Yeah, um, it's okay. It gets, gets kind of it's okay places. Yeah, it's okay, but it's it's not my favorite. More tunish, but I still one. think it's worth picking up. Uh, it is the death of Optimus Prime, and if you didn't catch the altered egos, all the death means is that Optimus Prime realizes he is representative because the war's over. Yeah, he represents what the war was all about. And it's causing problems on Cy- the new Cybertron, new Cybertron yeah. where the nails, which are the uh, non-aligned indigenous life forms, they don't side with Autobots. They don't side. They don't side with the Decepticons. They just want to live their lives. They're kind of neutral, yeah. But they can't accept the other Autobots, the, Decepticons, yeah, exactly. because Prime's there and he represents this war that's been going on forever. So Prime decides he's going to leave. He's like the. Uh, Almost like an oppressor without being an oppressor. Yeah, he's he's, he's not trying to do yeah, anything. He represents that old fashion of what happened. Right. Even if you're fighting for good, you're still fighting. Right. Exactly. So what he's doing is he decides to keep the peace on Cybertron. He's going to leave. He's going to sacrifice leaving forever. Yeah. And so basically, what that means is 
He's no longer going to be Optimus Prime. He's going to go back to being Orion Pax. Orion Pax, yeah. And, uh, he's so, like a nomad. So, yeah. So now he's traveling, which means we haven't seen the end of him, I'm sure. Yeah. And again, with these issues here, they did something really cool. IDW did. They, they went back, threw back some uh, vintage toys on the yep. covers. Yep. So you had some toy covers, which was pretty cool. They did yeah. for G.I. Joe and Transformers. Definitely. So it was definitely, you know. And then we had uh, Snake Eyes. Cool num- cover concept. Snake Eyes number eight. I gave this one a borrow. The only I thing I really it held it back... The art. Art. <laughs> I gave this a borrow also. Yeah. Um, same reason? Yeah, pretty much the same reason. I thought the story was better in this one. I did too. Uh, so it was writers Chuck Dixon and penciler was Casey Maloney. Yeah. Um, so we have basically Quinn is outside the that research area. He's been captured well, or yeah, trapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's taken a kind yeah. of... He drove Duke and Snake Eyes yeah. there. So he takes down all the Cobra agents that are trying to trap him. Uh, we see that Snake Eyes and uh, and Duke are taking on the uh, eco guys. The eco war, yeah. yeah. And again, remember Duke's still inside his suit because right. he's still infested with the. They do find a cure. Yeah. They do inject Duke with it. Uh, there's a little. There's a cool little battle there. With there's Snake a battle Duke, where yeah. we weren't sure if they're going to get out of it, but then Quinn shows up with his giant Gatling gun. Yeah. And takes him down. Uh, but Duke gets you know injected with stuff yeah. that'll help him. Uh, but he's not out of the woods yet. He still needs he to still re- has a rehab and recover. Sure. Uh, Quinn, thanks. Uh, evidently, there's a, a relationship between Quinn and Snake Eyes. Right, yeah. Uh, so, because evidently Quinn owed Snake Eyes, but he says, you know, now we're good. Yeah. So. And that goes all the way back to the Marvel yep. stuff of G.I. Joe. And this Quinn is, uh, is an updated, yeah. um, you know, Eskimo so, look to him. You know, it's got so. the tribal markings on him. Yeah. So, you know, it's, so, it's pretty cool. It's an, it's an okay story. It's an okay issue. story. Like yeah. I said, if the art was a lot better, it yeah. would be definitely a, a pickup. Now we have uh, Cobra number eight. And this is a Cobra Civil War aftermath oh, yeah, issue. This was a buy. Buy. Um, writer Mike Costa, artist Antonio Fuso. Uh, we wrap up, we find that, that pretty much all the women survived. Yeah, that were shot by you know, Steeler or Steeler. the Sniper. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we find out that there is somebody still in the building that did the shooting of Steeler, and the Joes go after him. Yeah, and it's uh, blackout mm-hmm. and or black light. Black light. Yeah. So he uh, he basically gets a lot of missiles and gunfire shot at him, but he still escapes, which is just it's an awesome. It's an awesome escape. Yeah. It's right out of a it's action very movie. action movie, yeah, yeah, oriented type thing. Uh, so then we get. A little panel with uh, Major Blood and Tomax talking to each other. We find out that the prison that Major Blood was keeping prisoners at for Cobra. You remember Destro was at that prison right. too. In, yeah, up in like Siberia or yeah. something. Yeah, it's not needed anymore, uh, according to the new Cobra commander. Uh, so they decide to execute all the prisoners. Yeah, which they say, "Well, it's going to be cold. hard to move all these prisoners and get them somewhere else." He goes, "Yeah, we don't need them. Just shoot them." Yep. Which was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, very cold. Very badass. Uh, and we close the issue with the new Cobra Commander who says, it's time to begin a new era. Yeah, and that's a pretty cool photo on that, too. Yeah, very, The way that one's cool. drawn with his vehicles and everything. Absolutely. All right, now we've so this got... guy's not taking any shit. No. Now we've got uh, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, number 173. And this was written by Larry Hama... And the art was done by Rod Wagner, Will Rosado, and S.L. Gallant. So yeah. Shannon Gallant. And, and again, another toy cover if you bought that one. Yep. It's pretty cool. Um, I know you didn't really like it as much as I did. No, this was a snarf for me. I, I would buy it. I like it. This is the death of Billy. Um, that's the only thing that I thought was good in this issue. 
Uh, we open up just to go over the summary. We open up with uh, some t- uh, tanks with you know a bunch of the Joes in them. Uh, they're trying to take down the October Guard, which I thought was cool. The October Guard made. Yeah, and I know you got Steeler Cross Countries in there, CoverGirl, yeah. all the tank people, all sure. the tank Joes. So that's cool. So they're taking on the October Guard, which I thought was kind of cool. Like they're setting each other up, uh, and then we find out that. They're just going just, through maneuvers. Yeah, just yeah. as they were about to You think it's they, a battle. You think they're about to yeah. shoot each other. And Which was a cool twist. Yeah. Then, then you find out it's paint. That kind of pissed me off. It would have been better <laughs> if it was a battle, I agree. But, you know, but, you're thinking it's a battle, so... Yeah. You know, so, it's, 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 it's a twist. So then we find out it was a whole... All, all it was was a test for this dictator guy to, to see find out who was going to get the contracts to see what tanks would be better. They never reveal if it's a contract for him to get tanks from those people or if he's going to sell them tanks. It's it, not it, totally might even be, it might even be uh, who's going to protect them as yeah. a nation, whether they're going to side with the U.S. or the Soviets. Yeah. So I kind of picked up a little bit on that. Yeah. and um, But then we also have... So that so I don't think the Joes are going to like sell them military secrets or not. Uh, but yeah, you never know. It's, we'll, it's, we'll get into that once, Larry, once you know. we're done with the summary. I'll get into that. <laughs> um, so then we find out that there's some uh, people are being run out of their area by some soldiers that are coming. So the Joes and the October Guard decide they're going to have to work together to save these people, but they don't have a lot of ammunition. Yeah. And when they look in their periscope, or in their periscope. Periscope. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a subway. We're in a submarine. <laughs> a submarine. A submarine. Um, they look in their binoculars. They see that it's, kaleidoscope. A, it's, it's a bunch of his tanks <laughs> coming. So, so that's, the Cobra's coming through so the that's city. that's pretty deadly. Uh, during the issue also, we see that Billy has returned to the Cobra Command. Commander yeah. in the middle of the night. And he's informed as to what by happened. Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Yep. And so Storm that part Shadow, was cool. Storm Shadow tells him what happened, yep. even though you know he's his father's son. He needs to go back to his father. Yep. So that which was cool. I mean, it's kind of hokey that Cobra Commander sleeps in his hood, <laughs> but you know, I can, I can accept that. That's okay. It's that's Larry Hamachese. I love uh, it. We have uh, Psych Out. Was it uh, that went back home? Or sneak peek. I'm sneak sorry. Peek, that's sneak peek. Like, yeah. yeah, sneak peek. Like he went, psycho. Yeah, he went back home to go see his mom, who was in a. Uh, yeah, and that's a nice little two pager. I like that too. Yeah. I got four pages out of this that I like. Ah, whatever. You're so, a no, there's a lot wrong. He with went to issue. go back and see his mom, and she didn't remember. We get re- and then uh, you, Dusty's there. Yeah. So it, it, it's a nice little bringing him know, coffee. Tea, yeah, bringing <laughs> him, Dusty's there making coffee. So um, we're just gonna call him Maxwell House. Um, then Cold we go Jesus. back to Codename Maxwell uh, House. We go back to Snake Eyes. <laughs> we go back to Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, who talk further with the uh, the other Arashikagi train ninja guys. And we find yeah. out that who these blue ninjas were is yeah. they, they are these robotic ninjas. It's like a higher level. Once you reach the highest level, you become fully robotic. Yeah, what they were doing was they were uh, mixing humans and cyborgs together. To yeah. Make that, almost like a perfect killing machine, almost. Very Terminator esque. Yes. And then we have also in the same issue, we have uh, Lady J and Flint. Lady J is going to be okay. Darklon's in the bed next to them and says, Oh, I'm going to puke. Uh, and we have uh, appearance of Law and Order, who tells basically Darklon to shut the hell up. Shut it. So again, though they're limited with space, they're not in John Hopkins Hospital. They they're are on, on the USS Flag again, a makeshift headquarters, a makeshift base. It's maybe not they're out a of makeshift. Room. That's one maybe, of their main bases. Maybe they're out of room, dude. Dude, it's gigantic. It's enormous. I have the USS Flag. Uh, don't be me. throwing that at me again, dude. Don't <laughs> trust me. me. It's huge. Okay, here's my problem with it because th- you know what my but argument again, is. Again, Lane no, and listen, Flynn have listen, a serious conversation listen, there. Listen, okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. The listeners don't know about the conversation we've already had about this. All right, issue. go ahead. Go ahead. So your whole thing about it's a John, it's not a hospital yet. 
they don't understand what the hell that means because that was one of my one of my many problems with this issue. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. My one of my big problems was the fact that you have Darklon, an enemy prisoner, with his mask on. With his that part, I don't care. Okay, but he's laying in a bed next to Lady J. You are not going to put an enemy terrorist prisoner next to a soldier. Well, You're not going to do think it. Think about it this way. If other soldiers are coming in to see the wounded soldier, security. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, in a perfect world, yeah, you're probably not going to do that. It's not even a perfect world. But it's a world. comic book. Just it's suspend not, a little belief it's here. It's not even in a perfect world. It doesn't make any if, sense If people can that. wear underwear on the outside of their pants know, and fly, do you, suspend some belief here. We're not in the DC universe. This is the argument uh, we've had. You are equating well, Transformers to, come in with... with the, they're the, not in these issues. Well, okay, true. <laughs> but yeah. in the in their series in Real McMahon, they were, yeah. Yeah, but they're not even looking back at those okay, issues. Okay, all right. Well, maybe, yeah, okay. <laughs> they're not truly picking up where the series is left he, off. Is he fucking perfect? No. What I'm saying is... But it's a good read. What I'm, no, it's not. Because it's a good read. What I'm saying is the whole reason they put Dark on there was to give him the cheesy line of, oh my God, you're going to make me puke. That's why he was put there. You would never put a prisoner next to an infantryman. Victor, tell us. We weren't in the military. You, you were. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Give us a, give us a here's, clue. Here's my other Is problem. there a sick bay for uh, soldiers? Is there a sick bay for uh, captured uh, felons? Here's my other problem with this issue. Okay. Is the whole G.I. Joe trying to convince a dictator who is oppressing his people to get his contract. I don't know if that's what it is, dude. I think yes, it might it be. Is. It doesn't matter. They wouldn't work What country with they want to side with to keep them? They would be taking down the dictator. <sighs> they wouldn't be siding with a guy that's oppressing his people. It depends on how the people are. The people are oppressed. It's said in the right people there. are oppressed. <laughs> it says in the issue that they're oppressed. Ah, now we see the violence inherent in the system. Shut up! Oh, come and see the violence inherent in the system. Help! Help! I'm being repressed. Maybe it's a sneak attack. They're going to go in and just take him out. If but they like, don't. Uh, you never know. <laughs> they don't. All right. <laughs> We've had two issues come out since. We're this. at the three-hour mark. Moving on. The other thing, the other last thing with this issue that I did not like was the Terminator ninjas. Now we're getting a Cobra Law level. We're not Cobra Law. Yes, we are. We have no. robot ninjas. That's better than ant people. <laughs> I'll take ant people over I robot don't need ninjas. Bug people. I don't need you taking the Terminator and making him a ninja. I think a Ninja Terminator. Would I be can pretty handle bad if ass. they were just cyber- cybernetic, like if it was just arms and legs that they had attached to make them better. Yeah. I can handle that. When you're peeling off your face and you're a robot underneath, you're. I mean, it looks like the Terminator. <laughs> tell me that didn't look like the Terminator. That's what I got. I picked up on Terminator. I'm, I'm not going to tell you. Well, if we're doing a crossover, okay. But I'm not taking Terminator Well, we ninjas. don't know yet. I mean, come on. We I'm, don't not, know. I'm not taking Terminator ninjas. I prefer Terminator ninjas to bug people. Snarf. Wow. <laughs> All right. You are full of hate. <laughs> last last few issues here. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Star Wars Crimson Empire 3. Yeah, I'm buying that. That's a buy. Uh... Basically, what happens with this one? It's is, a good art, art. Yeah, good looking book too. And if you like, you know, the original cast of Han Solo and Princess Leia, Princess you're going to see yeah. them in here. Stormtroopers. Uh, you Vader. know, we yeah. find Han Solo. He's being told about the attack on Leia and the kids. He finds out they're okay. That they were protected. Yeah. Uh, by Mira Sin, we find out that uh, Kirkanos isn't really that impressed with the whole new Empire thing. Uh, he's challenged a little bit by his host, but he doesn't. He doesn't pick up the rope. He doesn't. No. He doesn't bite. He doesn't bite. He doesn't play the game. Yeah, um, and he's basically guided back to his quarters. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's basically he's taken back. Yeah, he's he taken is, yeah. back, and uh, and then he decides, well, I'm going to get the hell out of here, and he takes on a bunch of uh, stormtroopers. Yeah, and, and, and wins. And wins. And then he flies off, and we find out that he actually has a, a tracker on the ship, and that this was all planned for him to escape. For him to escape, yeah. So It's it kind of like how they let the Millennium Falcon go in A New Hope. They knew yeah. what they were doing. 
Really good same, issue. Same kind of thing. Uh, and then we uh, wrap up the next issue we have here, Star Wars Night Errant Deluge number 5. Um, this was written by John Jackson Miller yeah. and pencils by David Daza. I gave this a borrow. I gave this a low borrow. Yeah. Um, it's just not a story I care about. Yeah, I hear you. It's a bunch of characters. It's the last one. It's yeah. five of five. Uh, kind of wraps up you know, the whole story of her. We have the, uh, the storm ships approaching yeah. where Lord Odeon's planet is. Uh, you know the huts. In the Indiana. huts coming to take down Kara Holt because he wants revenge. Yeah. Kara Holt, of course, you know, uh, is rescued by the head of the uh, Devil Squadron. She comes in with a sh- her ship. The hut is captured. He find you know the the Sith Lords are not happy with the hut. Yeah. Uh, so he he's taken uh, prisoner. And He's trying to bargain with them. We, too, go, yeah. we go back to the planet that uh, was completely flooded. Sw- flooded. Yeah. Uh, we find out some spots of land are are resurfacing, resurfacing, yeah. and that uh, Kara Holt's going to go off on her missions to continue what she wants to do, which is free, yeah, free the galaxy. So, and, and, and I read the back of the book too. It's going to continue the character. Yeah. She's going to continue with other books. Other night errands are going to come out. So other stories. Yeah. So if you enjoyed it, I mean, it's go a, ahead and grab the it other was ones. Okay, it was like yeah, a lukewarm eh. story. Yeah, it's so, eh, borrow. Yeah. If you got a friend who bought it, read it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Star Wars: Agent of the Empire, Iron Eclipse, number one. This was actually really good. I, this I read it really today. Uh, I would definitely pick this up. Yeah, by. this written by John Ostrander, who's an excellent writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be writing the Dawn of the Jedi, and oh, okay. uh, pencils are by uh, Stephane Rowe. R O U X. It, it's good art. Very good art. Yeah, I like it. Uh, what we basically have here is this is basically James Bond in the Star Wars universe. This guy works for the Empire. He comes in. Uh, to work negotiations out, and when the negotiations fail, he's able to take down the guys. Yeah. Um, so that's what he does in the first few panels. He has a robot droid named Inga, <coughs> who is a like a life. It's supposed to be very lifelike looking, yeah. but they normally put skin on them. Yeah. Uh, but he keeps his in robot form because that's how he likes his droids. He likes his droids to look like droids. Look like a robot, yeah. But she has like all this weaponry built into her. Um, so he succeeds in his first mission to out this corrupt guy. Yeah, there's a corrupt guy on the Empire. Right. So he, he, he the, the Empire guy is like, you know, I can cut you in on a deal. And he's like, no. He can't be bought. Yeah. He's very loyal to the Empire. He's then given another mission. Uh, to, yeah, I can see that loyalty being tested and played. Yeah, in future exactly. Issues. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he goes and meets with his, his Q guy. His Q, yeah. Basically. Tech gives guy. gives yeah. him his, his equipment. And uh, he goes off on his mission where he meets up with Chewbacca and Solo. Chewbacca and Han Solo. So again, if you like the original yeah. Star Wars so characters. Yeah, they're running out of a cantina because of gambling and yep. they're being chased. Because he, he won. Han Solo won. So of course he's being chased by the guys that think he cheated. Uh, here he actually knows uh, the main character, Cross. Yeah, they went to flight school together or yeah. something like that. So uh, they, they help take down the bad guys. Uh, we have well. He claims that he was a uh, um, uh, diplomatic immunity, and that which Han he does Solo have. and Han Solo and Chewbacca are with him. Yeah. So the other guys that were in a well, chase them out of the cantina, they get arrested and taken. Yeah. Out. Basically, what happens? The guys that got chased down, they take them all down, and the police show up. The police say, you know, we're going to arrest all of you. And yeah. Cross says, no, I got diplomatic immunity. Right. So Han Solo, he says, oh, Han Solo, he was with me too. Yeah. Um, so then they part ways, and then we're ready for the next issue to find out really what this whole mission's about. Yeah. That and at Cross the end of the on. issue, Han Solo's like, 
Uh, hey, Chewbacca, in the haste to leave the canteen, I left my winnings on the table. Let's go back and Let's get it. Let's go back it. and get them. And he's like, no, we're not going to go back and get it kind of thing. He's like, they'll never expect us to go back so soon after we left. Yep. But I like how the, the main police officer guy is wearing the Indiana Jones hat. Yes. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And and this uh, miniseries, I believe, if I remember right, we from seeing like covers coming up, we will probably see Han Solo and Chewbacca again. Oh, cool. Uh, but the... the Character's name is, uh, I believe, Johan Cross, and he's Cross. he's just a very cool James Bondish type of guy. Yeah. So if you like James Bond, you like Star Wars, this is an issue to pick up. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, and that's all the issues. That's all the issues. So let's get into our Roadhouse nominations. Woo-hoo! Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Greg. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the internet's number one GI Joe podcast. What's on Joe Mind? That's right. It's Joe News reviews and special guests like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk, and we make fun of Chuck. Right? Hey, we're just kidding, Chuck. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right? Hey, it's What's on Joe Mind. Every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsideFolk.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. Can I say something about Transformers? No! To Cybertron. Thank you, Soundwave. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. Also, a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. So, check out the TFG1 Podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transforming Rollout. People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse. And we've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Pain don't hurt. to do is follow three simple rules one never underestimate your opponent expect the unexpected two take it outside never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary Three, be nice. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice. Ask him to walk. Be nice. If he won't walk, walk him. But be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you. And you'll both be nice. I want you to remember that it's a job. It's nothing personal. want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. 
roadies. Yes, the roadies. They're back. For those of you that weren't here last year uh, to listen to this, it's in, it's in episode 18. There you go. Uh, but what this is, is it's our awards show, and it's what we do is we nominate a bunch of different ca- uh, different things and people for different categories. Yeah, and best then of the year. Yeah. You know, things and then we'd let you guys vote on what you think was the best of out of those nominations, or you can do a write-in. So you don't have to follow the nominations that we put out there. You can choose your own. Right. Uh, there will be three ways that you can vote. You can vote by forum. There'll be a poll up. And mm-hmm. one of the poll selections will be other for each question, where you can click on other and then you could write, write in, in what you want. What sure. you want. You can email us for all the categories, or you can also um, uh, go on Facebook. Our Facebook fan site will have a discussion thread where you could post your your votes in as well. Or if you want to leave a voicemail with your votes, yeah, hey, I guess so. Sure, keep it to three minutes. Sure, if yeah. you can do that. Yeah. keep it to three minutes. Uh, you don't have to vote for every single category. Nope. If you don't know what you want to vote for. If you want to abstain from one, abstain. Yeah. That's fine. So uh, what Chuck and I did is for every category that we have, we each picked three nominees. Now, we might cross over. So for every category, there could be as little as three nominations. As many as six. And as many as six. Uh, and again, you could write in. You could be feel that we're totally wrong, and we might be. <laughs> might not, and you could you could vote for whatever you want, but this is just us giving our opinion on what we think the best and in some cases the worst were. Now, last year we had twenty four categories. That's too many. Yeah. We have twelve. Yeah, we, we slimmed it down. We slimmed it down to half. Right, um, which made it a lot tougher. It did. It very much did. Yeah. So here's the categories that we have: we have best artist, best writer, best comic series, best miniseries or one shot, best story. So yet with this, you have to be specific about the, what story. Uh, what issues it pretty much came from and such, or what the story was. Worst stories, uh, characters with the best year. Last year we did best character of the year. Yeah. This is more like who had the best year. Yeah, which character had a really good year and which character didn't have such a good year. Then we had character with the worst year. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Best cover of every book that we covered. Uh, Best Star Joe's Moment. Yeah, that's in the podcast. In, in the, the podcast show, itself, right? and Best Star Joe's episode. And that's taking everything into consideration. Toy reviews we did, the name of the episode, how the episode went, all that type of stuff. Last year, we broke things down to... Did we do a Best uh, uh, Multimedia? Oh, yes. best. And I'm sorry. Yes, Best Multimedia in, in the Star Joe's universe. So anything outside of the comics that happened in 2011. Okay. So uh, with all that, just to kind of give you guys an idea, last year we did some of these categories for every single property. We're not doing that. It's yeah, just it's too many. Everything: GI Joe, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Star Wars, Star Wars Voltron. Voltron. It's all lumped together. All it's lumped all together. The only criteria is that it had to come out in 2011, and it had to be something that we cover regularly. So it's not retro reviews. It's not spotlights like we did the spotlight on Ghostbusters. Yeah, we didn't include any of those issues. It's just the regular issues that we cover that are currently coming out. Okay. All right, so uh, let's get into it. Pick uh, off uh, one category. Just pick one. Uh, we'll go best artist. Uh, okay, Robert Atkins. Okay, I had Robert Atkins as well. Casey Collier for Transformers. Casey Collier for... Robert uh, Atkins does G.I. Joe. Stay guys. Yeah, and, and Casey Collier was Transformers. Transformers. I think, he, I think he did more than just issue number 31, but that was enough for me. Yeah, that's good. So, And I, I went with a, a newcomer, Dan Duncan from the Ninja Turtles. Okay. Just to spice it up, throw a little nice. new blood in there. I went. The Some only people kind of like that style of art. The only one I had different from you. I had Robert Atkins. I had Casey Collar, 
and I had Douglas Wheatley, who is the artist on the Star Wars Dark Times. Okay. Uh, he is good. excellent, detailed artist. So, all right, uh, best writer of the year. Okay. I uh, had Larry Hama. No surprise there. Shocker. Mike Costa. Okay. And Hayden Blackman, who did the uh, Vader and the Lost Command series. Oh, very nice. Okay. Um, best writer for me, I had Mike Costa. Okay. Uh, for Same. Cobra and Transformers. Yep. Uh, Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz, which were the team on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Good, good combo. And uh, Randy Stradley, who did Dark Times and Crimson Empire 3. Okay. Yeah. So definitely he's good, doing yeah. both of those. So. Okay. It's yeah. only one crossed over there. That's good. Yep. Uh, best comic series. So this is an ongoing Best ongoing series. comic? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. Okay. Dig it. It's my book. Uh, Shocker again. G.I. Joe, <laughs> Cobra. Okay. Cobra. And the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. We uh, had the same except for one. I also had Cobra. I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Son of a bitch. And I had, trans- no love. And I had Transformers. Okay. It was just hit or miss for me all year. So. All right. Hey. Uh, then we had Best Miniseries or One Shot. So... A lot of, obviously, there was a lot of Star Wars miniseries, but there were some other miniseries and one-shots that were out there. So, what'd you have for this? Uh, I had Vader and the Lost Command. Yep. Cobra Civil War. Okay. The miniseries, yep. I think. And Crimson Empire 3. Well, the Cobra Civil War was a one-shot. So, that... Yeah, mini, mini. Yeah. You said mini or one-shot. Right. So, mm-hmm. I, that's I nominated it. I, I just Command. wanted to make sure you were clear that yeah. you're, you're nominating the one-shot, the one story, yeah. the one issue. Vader okay. and the Lost Command, the Cobra Civil War... And Crimson Empire 3. Okay. Those are my three. Okay. Uh, and I, I almost had the one shot. I just wanted to make sure that you were clear on, yeah. on which one you were nominated. If so. that Cobra Annual wouldn't have came out in January and right. it came out in December, <laughs> it would have been nominated. Um, for me, best miniseries of one shot, I had Darth Vader and the Lost Command. Okay. We got that together. I also had Crimson Empire 3. Okay. And I had G.I. Joe versus Cobra, the Mission Brazil number two. That was good too, yeah. Uh, so that, that was awesome one shot. So. Okay. Um, then best story, and again, it had to be kind of either issue specific or at least know the story arc name or whatever. Okay. So. Uh, I had the the death of Cobra Commander. Okay. Story. Yep. Uh, and that was uh, I have that one as well. That was GI Joe Cobra number twelve and thirteen. <laughs> okay. And I have the Civil War. Okay. Good good story. I like Civil that. War, sure. Yeah. And I had the the in the real American hero the the capture of Darklon. Okay. The Darklon. Yeah. How it, the, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I for four issues. Right? I had the Death of Cobra Commander. Also, I had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Origin of the Turtles and Splinter, which was the one we just covered today, the number five issue. Okay. I feel like it's a pretty good self-contained story right there. Okay. Um, and then the other one I had, I I was surprised I didn't think of it right away, but once I thought of it, I was like, oh my god, this is perfect. Uh, the Transformers issues number twenty-two and twenty-three, which was the history of Megatron and Optimus Prime. Yeah, that's where you found out why they've been battling or how long they've been battling, battling and then you see and forth, yeah. where the origin of Autobots came from and all that type of stuff. So okay, that's good. All right, uh, then we have uh, worst stories of the year. <laughs> okay, this is the fun one. <laughs> yeah, um, Heart of Darkness Transformers. I had that one. Did not like that. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Uh, Infestation. Yep. <laughs> and Transformers Prime. Okay. Not, I'm not hating on the Transformers. No, no, I saying. agree with both of those. Um, I didn't have Transformers Prime, but I did have the Transformers Heart of Darkness, and, and I don't blame you for the Prime one either. Uh, Infestation, of course. Yeah, um, that may win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Star Wars Jedi The Dark Side. That's the Qui-Gon Jinn one. Oh, that man, was pretty, pretty bad. bad yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, character. A lot of crappy. <laughs> character, yeah, a lot of crap there. Character with the best year. So this could be someone that just had a good year for whatever reason you felt they had a good year. So let me get to the page. 
Oh, best best year. Uh, best year character, Crake. Yes. He was Cobra Commander. He became Cobra Commander. <laughs> Woohoo! Good year for him. Uh, okay. Uh, Prowl. Okay. Good year for Prowl. Yeah. Had a, had a one-shot mini. Right. Um, he had the uh, he had the whole um, uh, thing going on during Chaos. Yeah, he, he had all that. Plus, in the other issues that we were reading, he was kind of a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Yeah. Wondering what's going on with the humans. Yeah. If they're, you know... And he was kind of almost right on everything, yeah. so that was pretty cool. And I have Snake Eyes. Okay. Uh, we were the same on two, but not on three of them. I had Snake Eyes also. He got his first ongoing series this year. Got his own book. <laughs> yeah. First time ever, so. Pretty cool. Good year. Uh, he had, plus, he had Robert drawing him for part of the year, so. Gotta love it. Uh, Crake obviously became Cobra Commander, and Darth Vader. Uh, he appeared with yeah. the Lost Command. Uh, he did a, you know, he won in the end of that. Plus, he's been appearing in the Dark Times book. Yeah. So he's it's been a good year for Vader. A good year for Vader. Um, then we have a character with the worst year. Oh, okay. This so, was a fun one for yeah. me. Um, let's start off with Optimus Prime. Yep, I had Optimus Prime too. Bad year for Prime. <laughs> he no longer gets to be Optimus Prime. <laughs> he's not the leader of the Autobots anymore. He's not a Prime. He's going back to Orion Pax. Yeah. So, eh. He's no longer Optimus Prime. It's sad. Um, I put Lady J. Oh, okay. G.I. Joe. <laughs> Both. <laughs> both a real American hero I and I E.W. Shot. She got shot in both, in of, both them. of them. Bad year for her. Bad year for her. Uh, and Alpine. I had Alpine also. IDW lost, continuity Alpine. He lost his legs. He lost his legs. Bad year for Alpine. <laughs> um, the other one that I had different than you was IDW continuity barbecue. He appeared in Cobra Civil War. The first time he ever appeared. Yeah. And he gets killed. Same issue. Same issue. Yeah. He doesn't even get the full issue. No. <laughs> it's, it's a couple a, pages. A few pages. A couple panels. Poor barbecue. Dead. Yeah. It was not good to be it's, here. It's like the, it's like the uh, bazooka thing all over again. It appeared for a little while. Yeah, but at least bazooka was kind of cool. Bazooka went out like a bad mother. So Shut up. Um, all right. Best cover of the year. This was tough because you have oh, so yeah, many. This might have been the hardest one. So yeah. many covers to choose from. In fact, <sighs> I, I made a game time decision change on my. I know. I put Vader in the Lost Command number one. I had that one also. That's, That's where Vader's leading cover, the troops yeah. with a fist and his saber. Yeah. Uh, that was done by Sunio Sanda. Okay. Well, I didn't write who they were. I should, probably should have done that, but... Well, I did it. So. Okay. Uh, Star Wars Invasion number four, the space battle. Oh, okay. Where you see the, the Star Destroyer yeah, and some yeah. X-Wings. Yeah. Dude, that, that was cool. Imp. Star Wars had a really good year for covers. They did. <laughs> they got all three of my nominations. Did they? Yeah. I couldn't... Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, Old Republic 2... Okay. The dark even with the thing. That's that one almost made my list, dude. That is awesome. I was okay. I was like I held back from putting all Star Wars ones. I couldn't help it. Oh, I don't blame you. But yeah, that one where he almost looks like Darth Revan, and he's got a yeah. glowing uh, hologram. Hologram, he's, yeah. That one almost, awesome. almost made my list. But I did have Darth Vader and the Lost Command number one. Okay. I had G.I. Joe number 26. That's uh, Robert Atkins one. That's where Helix and Snake Eyes are surrounded by Vipers. Yeah, and yeah. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the one that we voted for and actually won last year, Robert Atkins, where it was like an action shot that was going on. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of that one. The only thing I really didn't like about that cover, mm-hmm. and it's not Robert's fault, yeah. but with the... the the infestation. They put that infestation thing at the bottom of that cover. Yeah, mm. but, that, but it, it's that takes, again doesn't take away from the cover for me. No, no, no. So. But I mean, that's that's one. Look so. If there was a four, I would have put that on. Yeah. So I really, that, I went with Reven over that. Because yeah. Of the I, I love Star Wars cover. Yeah, I love I love that uh, cover. And then Voltron number one cover B, which is the Alex Ross one Alex with Ross Voltron cover. in full form with this uh, blazing sword behind him and the lion mouth. <laughs> 
reaching out uh, forward. Yeah. Uh, just a really cool, really cool cover. So yeah, maybe we'll throw those covers up there so you can see what they look like. Well, I'm Something working there. on right now getting all the covers up on. Well, I mean, just the ones we nominated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that, that Star Wars Invasion number four, that space yeah. battle scene, that is pretty yeah. sweet. But I'm trying to get all the covers onto our Facebook page so this way you guys can have the cream of the crop to look through all of them. It's, sure. just, it's just a long process. Sure. So, all right. Uh, best Star Joe's moment. So, best moment that happened on an episode. Oh, best moment. Okay. Uh, I have... Episode number 30, our uh, Mike Costa interview. Yes. Where he agrees with everything I say <laughs> and pimp smacks you. All right. Well, here's one debate that I know Chuck will always lose. And if, if you side Maybe, with I don't know. If you side with him, I, I, I might have to tra- travel up to visit you or something. You might jump out a window. <laughs> um, R2-D2 or C-3PO? That's a really tough one. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to say C-3PO. Yes! Wow. You are my favorite person in the world. <laughs> I like that. I have something kind of tied into that, which is the Chewbacca sidekick or not, that whole argument that just kind of ran through a lot of episodes. But I specifically was pointing out the Costa episode yeah. where he agreed with you and he kind of like... Gave that C-3PO love. Well, I think that's where Costa... Finally, like loosened up with us, felt more comfortable with us, and yeah. was just finally had no problem saying what was on his mind. Chewbacca is he a sidekick or is he not a sidekick? How could Chewbacca not be a sidekick? Thank He's you. Clearly a sidekick. He's the co-pilot. What does that Thank even you. mean? He is the <laughs> ultimate sidekick. Wait, who who's saying he's not a sidekick? I, I, I say he's not a sidekick. I say he's his partner. Well. But that's this. You can be both, though. I don't understand. I mean, you could be a psychic and he's not a lead character. I, I, I he's view, a sidekick. I view Han and Chewie as equals no, with each not. other. That's ridiculous, man. <laughs> Look, thank you. So yeah. I think he even called you a douche. I don't no, know. he didn't. <laughs> All right, episode number thirty-one. Uh, the whole Chuck is the champ rant. Oh, jeez. You gotta love it. I, I just. Tore ass and just ran off and, and kept almost, going. I almost belted you on that. Yeah, it, 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 it happened. Uh, number 54, episode 54, uh, getting the word out about Toys for Tots and helping out the kids around the holidays. Okay. I, I nominated that. that. That's a pretty good moment in the show. Okay. So I nominated that. Um, my other two were, besides the Chewbacca debate, was the first interview with Robert Atkins. It was our first interview we ever had, and we actually have built a good friendship with Robert now because, you know, from that very beginning. Sure. So, uh, so that, that moment meant something to me. Hopefully it means something to the listeners. You touched him, Robert. Right. (laughs) You touched him. Touched me deeply. Um, and then last was, uh, from a blooper episode, uh, was our debate over who would be more popular at a convention, Robert Atkins or Val Staples? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because originally that That should have never gotten played. That wasn't even (laughs) supposed to get aired, but. I was like, what the hell? Throw it out there. So so I thought that was a pretty funny moment. So, (laughs) All right. Best Star Joe's episode. Uh, So this is taking all, everything that happened in that episode into account. So. Okay. Uh, I had a tough time narrowing this down because I had five. Okay. And I narrowed it down to three. So some people didn't make the cut. Episode 28, the G.I. Joe movie commentary. Okay. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Good times. It was a good time. Uh, Episode 30. This is Bob. Okay. <laughs> the Mike Costa interview. Okay. Great episode. We've, we've mentioned it. Yeah. 
Episode 35, Val Staples, PowerCon ThunderCon. Not surprised that you picked that. I almost picked that one myself. But Not only being a He-Man fan and talking to Val. It was just fun to talk to. It was a good fanboy moment for me. Sure. But it was a really good episode. It was a good episode, yeah. Yeah. Um, mine were uh, episode 27, You Have a Sexy Phone Voice. Okay. We did a lot of arguing that episode. Uh, Robert came on to do a figure review of Stell with us on that episode. It was over a three-hour episode. Eesh. So... Kind of like this one. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, we were arguing a lot. It happens. <laughs> um, and I know fans like that, so I figured that's probably a good episode there. Episode 33, A New Suck. That's the episode where we talked about scaling back collections. Yeah. We got a lot of positive responses about that episode. Yeah. So I thought... A that, more serious Star Joe's. Yeah, I thought that was a, a pretty... Oh, not but that it was only serious. The sec- <laughs> it was only the second half of that one. Yeah. So. Uh, but I thought it was a good episode overall. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, we did we definitely do more something like that in the future. Yeah. yeah, sure. And then a more recent one, uh, episode fifty-two, which was our spotlight on the Ghostbusters. I had that one as number four. Yeah, man. that one we've gotten a lot of again a lot of praise for that one. A lot of people really like that episode. Yeah, it, the numbers back it up. I yeah. enjoyed doing that episode. Yeah, in fact, because of the praise we got for doing that episode, plus how much fun it was to do. That's pretty much how we do our spotlight episodes now. Like yeah. that type of format and everything else. So yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I really had a hard time almost with another episode too. On uh, number nineteen, the Yojo, the Death of Cobra Commander. Yeah, that was a good or one. The, just because of the shock value of, of all happened, of it, yeah. of what happened. I almost put episode eighteen, which was this episode last year. Oh, okay, the roadie yeah, yeah. <laughs> episode, because there was a lot of good stuff on that episode. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, you, That's all good. Go back and check well, it all well, out. You, you turned but in, not the first time. You turned into a woman in that episode, <laughs> where you... You don't take me anywhere. You were complaining about me not taking you places. You never and, buy me anything. And, you, you never do and I couldn't remember the last time, the last movie we went to, and you lost your mind. You're like, I said, it evidently didn't mean that much to me, and you like were like, oh my god. So, yeah. it was funny. Um, Star Joe's... Stuff in other media. So anything that happened in 2011, it could be anything other than the comics. So it could be video games, it could be cartoons, it could be toys, it could be anything Star Joe's related that was not a comic book that happened in 2011. Um, my nominations were number one, uh, the continuation of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Okay, so That's a good one. I, I'm really enjoying that season. I'm really digging that. Okay. Um, number two. We got the, finally, G.I. Joe fans got a Sky Striker. Okay, that's a good one. Awesome. Been yeah. waiting for that forever. Yep. Finally got one, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, and uh, we had the premiere of the Thundercats cartoon. Okay. I threw that up there. I had the Thundercats cartoon also. Okay, cool. Uh, that that was definitely really, really awesome. Um, I had G.I. Joe figures, uh, waves specifically 8 through 10, which were some of the more recent waves. 8 through 10? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how I found them. That's how they listed them. But okay, the, what, those, who's in that? These were the ones, like, it had, uh, the early one, like, Wave 8 had, like, Croc Master and stuff like that. But then you got, like, the Vipers, you got Sci-Fi, you got... Oh, okay. Like, all, right. all the, the ones in between The newer there. Joes, maybe they should have been in the 25th that were Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all, I see that. Yeah, Airtight. Airtight, Lifeline, um, Sci-Fi, those, those, yeah, good th- figures. Some, and then there was some in between there, too. I'm trying to remember some of them. But you also got some of the Renegades figures that were in there. Yeah, yeah, they canceled Renegades, but they gave you some figures. Right, so you got the Iron cool, Grenadiers were in there, like... The, just definitely some good figures, some good figures wise, so. sure, yeah. Um, and then, last but not least, kind of tied to one that you had was, uh, even though I didn't get this, I thought it was an awesome idea for 2011, which was the Sky Striker uh, 
Starscream Sky Striker, where you got Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander. I thought perfect for our show. You're blending two of these properties together. Yeah. So it was the Cobra Commander that came with the Starscream Sky Striker. Yeah. The only reason I didn't go with that is because it wasn't released mass production. But I was a Comic Con exclusive. I almost didn't because of that. But at the same time, I'm like, that's so sweet. That's our show. I know. It's blending these things together. I know. And if it wasn't like 200 bucks, yeah. (laughs) So, um,. So just a couple things I wrote down, too. Just some things to throw out there. Things coming up that we could look forward to in this coming year, 2012. Yeah. Um, more interviews. I'm, uh, we're already talking with um, Juan Cast- uh, Castro. Top men. He's, he, he Top said, men. He said in March sure. uh, he would love to come on the show. Uh, we'll probably also talk to Simon at some point. I know we already talked with him. Yeah. I have a few other emails that are out there. Uh, so we'll probably have some interviews. We'll probably we're going to definitely do some more crossovers. In fact, we're doing one later tonight with what's on Joe Mind, guys. Hey, how about that? <laughs> uh, I definitely want to get together with the DC Noise guys at some point this oh, year. Yeah, yeah, that, that episode will be epic. Yeah, Daryl's got to record a song for us. <laughs> and then uh, also we're going to do. I we've already talked about doing this uh, listener episodes where we arrange with listeners to do Skype with them yeah. and, and just talk about whatever they want to talk about yeah, but, maybe but have them on the show. How we do suck episodes in the future. Right, exactly. Um, some other things that are coming up this year that are Star Joe's related. Transformers The Ride at Universal Studios. Hey, how about that? So that's supposed to come out in May. Saw that during the Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, Transformers <laughs> Cybertron figures. Uh, the yeah, more Cybertronian looking figures of the Transformers. Cyber- I know you're a fan of those yeah. looking figures. And the, they produce uh, well, Bruticus, the combiner. Yep. Yeah. Um, we have G.I. Joe the movie, Retaliation. G.I. Joe the movie, Retaliation. We have Star Wars The Phantom Menace in 3D coming out yeah. this coming week. Uh, Transformers Fall of Cybertron game. Uh, this is where some of those figures are coming from. Yeah. Uh, but I really like The War for Cybertron. Mm-hmm. This is a sequel to that. This is going to kind of feature some characters like Jazz and Shockwave and stuff like that. But it's going to cool. be the early days of Cybertron and okay. the, the early battle. Um, more Star Wars vintage figures. Yeah, that's cool. Hopefully some expanded characters, expanded universe characters would be yeah. nice. Um, Hopefully Hasbro gets off their lazy fucking ass and makes me a freak. <laughs> I mean, my God. That was going to be my next thing. G.I. Joe, uh, you know, having a, hopefully a crake version of Cobra Commander. Yeah. Well, they, they uh, released some images uh, yeah. about the new G.I. Joes that are coming out for the movie. Yeah. So you're going to get a roadblock. Yes. Yeah. The Rock. I mean, yeah. so that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, in relation to the comics, uh, Voltron Year One, we're going to have another comic to add to yeah, our... Yeah, another Voltron comics coming out. Yeah. And Yawn. <laughs> Yawn. The first, this one's pretty good so far. Yeah. Uh, I read issue number two, and we'll get into that very soon uh, in an upcoming episode, but... Um, I'm happy to see another Voltron comic come out. This one's supposed to take place, from my understanding, before they, they're just the space explorers. Oh, okay. It's before they're with Voltron. So, uh, and Sven, I think, is supposed to make an appearance. So. The dead one, yeah. Hey, yeah. How about that? So, um, and then I'm curious what's going to happen after uh, the G.I. Joe Cobra Command storyline. Yeah, me too. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen after yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Um, and then I'm just kind of curious, just to pick your brain, do you think, because we've had, this was a year of a lot of new books, a lot of n- new number ones and everything else, yeah. we added two properties that we didn't have in 2010. In 2011, we added Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we added Voltron yeah. as comics, and we didn't have those before. So I'm just curious, do you think, realistically thinking, do uh. you think that we will get another property book? I'm going to I'm gonna lean toward no. Okay. Do I want to see him? Sure. sure. Well, yeah, why would you sure. not? Sure. 
Uh, the one that I could honestly probably see happening, mm-hmm. Mask. I, I was going to say, I have two that I can think mask. of. Mask. Mask I could see happening because we've already got a little glimpse of that with that unit E. That's issue. what I was, yeah. Um, so that could happen, I don't know. Um, the other one I could see possibly happening, but it's probably going to be up to DC to do it, mm-hmm. is Thundercats. Yeah. You have the cartoon, you have the it cartoon, is popular. You have I toys. think DC still owns the rights to Thundercats. I'm not sure. As far as comics go. But I mean it would be it would make sense. Like you said, there's a cartoon, there's right. toys, throw a comic out there. So, you know, who knows? I don't know what the numbers would be on it though. I think uh well we know already that we're gonna there's gonna be two new books coming out this year. Which, like I said, one is Voltron Year One. Another Voltron book. And yeah. then there's going to be the Transformers new book, which is going to be the continuation of the Marvel run. Yeah, that's coming out because that's free comic book. Right, book, yeah. so we're going to have... And, and there's, there'll be new Star Wars, you know, yeah. one shot. You're always going to have a new miniseries, right. Sure. But as far as just ongoing series, we're already going to get We're going to get the ongoings. three mini-comics from Masters of the Universe and the classic right. figures, but I, I don't foresee a new Masters comic coming mm, as much as I blame Maddie for that. I blame Mattel for it too, one hundred percent. I blame Mattel yeah, for it. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was just kind of curious. I just wanted to pick your brain if you thought. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really don't see anything else. You know, being able to hold a comic. Yeah. I don't even know. Honestly, I think other things. I think other things. Could, I think uh, other things could hold a comic. I think it depends on who's doing it, how well it's done. There's there's comics I think there's properties I think you could do comics of well sure I don't, but a lot of these property books they don't they don't sell the numbers like right. the most sales on the ones that we cover are probably the turtle books it is right the turtles books yeah right. that's what you're saying they they always rank somewhere right around the number one hundred mark yeah uh, and I'm not talking hundred thousand issues I'm talking like overall rank, ranking wise. <laughs> They are right around the 100 mark. Sometimes they're in the top 100. Sometimes they're on the just, just on the yeah. cusp of it. But you're never going to have like anything like you do with like Marvel or DC yeah. with a big believe it or not superhero books. Believe it or not, like that, so. out of the properties that we cover, you know which one's selling the worst? Snake Eyes. Well, I just meant property wise, oh. not GI Joe. Yeah, GI yeah. Joe. Uh, our top, the top selling property. Well, and it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, even though they're really good books, yeah, they've changed, yeah, companies so many times now, because of sales. Now that might be different now that Voltron's out there because yeah. it's Dynamite Entertainment. They don't typically sell very well, but Voltron yeah. number one did sell pretty well. Understand what's a number one and a bunch and of different Voltron. covers. Yeah, they had Alex Ross do one. Right. I mean, they're not going to pay him to do all these comics. They can't afford them. They've been doing Dynamite's been <coughs> Dynamite's actually been hiring Alex Ross to do a lot of their covers, so they uh. can afford them. Maybe he's doing some charity work. I don't know. Just... <laughs> but um, Dynamite, yeah, hires him for a lot of their covers. Okay. But uh, the, the thing... I don't know if they can keep it up, though. But like I said, as far as just last time I saw ranking-wise, as far as just the properties, not the titles, but the properties, Turtles were number one. Yeah. Star Wars was number two. Transformers was number three. G.I. Joe, or Voltron was number four, and G.I. Joe was number five. And you're going to have the money from Turtles to back a comic because Nickelodeon. Sure. They're putting out new toys. They're going to do a yeah. new movie. So why not? Star I mean, Wars and, always has money, and I'm, and I'm not saying it like I'm happy that GI Joe's last. I'm just saying that's the reality. That's, that's the reality where of that's what where it is. At. Yeah. So um, I would. I wish all these Transformers books could be has in a the bigger. I mean, Transformers. Honestly, they have a bigger fan base sure. than GI Joe. Sure. And that's that's just how it is. Um, but you know, I would love all these titles to be in the top 100s. I, I would scrap them all for a Masters book site. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I'm just kidding. But uh, I would like a Masters book. I would love one. In all real, in all reality, um, just I, one. Just give me one. I really. Come on, Mattel. Give me one. Here's the thing. I really, really 
like Voltron. I'm a fan of Voltron. Yeah. But I would give up the Voltron book for a Masters of the Universe book. Sure. Because I think there's more you can do with the Masters of the Universe book than you can do with the Voltron book. Just so far, like right now. Now, like I said, I do like the story that's being told in Voltron, so I could be totally wrong. I might end up being like, oh my god, Voltron is yeah, awesome. And if they put like crappy guys writing the story and crappy artists, I mean, yeah. even though it's Masters, it might not be that good. Right. It depends so. on you know, what direction they take it, what creative team they do. Yeah. If they relaunch the franchise and start over again yeah. with Who a knows? retelling of the beginning... Or if they, you know, you come on and you're already supposed to know what have happened and just tell stories. Yeah. Or they take it in a whole new direction and who knows, maybe it's like He-Man's ancestors in the future or yeah, He-Man's, know. you know, predecessors in the past. Who well, knows? I mentioned to you the thing I would love to see is two Masters of the Universe books. I'd like to see one that takes place with He-Man and just starts from scratch again of Adam getting the sword. Of the story. Sure, yeah. You could do that all in one issue, too. I, you could do like a, almost just Maybe a, a five-issue arc where they do that. Yeah, or you could even... And then you tell brand new stories, brand or, new adventures. Or you could sure. even just do a zero issue and just do a quick synopsis-type story... Almost like they did for Transformers number one or thirty one. I mean, Transformers number thirty one, where they kind of the pages they, they kind of oh, did the cool. pages yeah, and, and sure, kind of yeah. gave you the gist of you. So this way you reach out. Adam turns into He Man. Here Skeletor's the bad guy. He was Keldor. You know all that yeah. type of stuff. And then you get into just adventures. Adventures, sure, yeah. So, but I would like to see a Masters of the Universe book, and I would love to see a Masters of the Universe like maybe Tales from Eternia book, which I mentioned to you, where you could go jumping back and forth in time. You could tell pre-Eternia. early pre Eternia days. Yeah. You could even go to the future if you wanted to. Like new adventure know. stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. So yeah, it would all work. I'd buy it. I'd read it. You know. Yeah, so I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if we're gonna get another property. Nah. The likelihood, like you said, I think would be Mask or Thundercats. Those, would, if we were to get any other property, I think those are. The I would two say the likely likelihood ones. is probably losing books rather than gaining. Right. That's just how it is. Well, I don't think we'll lose any of the properties, though. I don't think we'll lose Voltron. They wouldn't add a second title if they're going to lose Voltron. Well, I mean, you might—they might drop one of the three Joe books, or sure. they might drop. One we of might the, drop titles, the, but I don't Star think Star Wars. One of the yeah. books they're doing, they might drop or whatever. Right. So. I don't think. I think we'll lose titles. Might go down to one book and split yeah. halfway through the year. Who knows? I, I, th- I don't think we'll. I think <laughs> we'll lose titles. I'm just saying. I don't think we're going to lose any properties. Yeah, I don't think the license will go away unless their contracts are up. We'll still we'll still have these five properties. I'm predicting we'll still have these five properties, God willing. Yeah, sure. In 2013, that'd be awesome. So we might not have the same books anymore, but I think we'll still have the same properties. That'd be great. I'm just curious if we'll add any more. So (laughs) who knows? So. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on GeekCastRadio.com.
All right. Well, with that, we're going to go and wrap things up. Like I said, there will be stuff on the forums. There'll be information on Facebook. So this way, it'll make it very easy for you guys to vote for what you think is the best. And like I said, you could pick whatever you want. We'll just throw out there what our nominations were. So if you wanted to vote for the stuff that we vote, voted for, that's great. If not, go your own route. Maybe there's, maybe there's something we didn't even think about. It um, happens. Yeah, it does. So uh, with, it, but with it that, happens. let me go ahead and give our information. We're, uh, you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us on the comicforums.com. We have a huge community there. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, in fact, actually, that's one last. Actually, one last thing I just wanted to kind of wrap up here. Tidbit of information. Little tidbit of information. Little nugget of truth. That's right. Um, just to kind of give you an idea, a little retrospect on the past year as far as how big the show has gotten, and thankfully to our listeners, we're huge in Germany. <laughs> um, no, but uh, <laughs> we're like the Hoff on the forums. Like Hasselhoff, we're huge on the forums in 2010. We had 333 topics that were posted as far as topic threads that were posted. Okay. 2011, we had only 283. It sounds bad, but when you think about it, we created new threads that kind of encompassed a lot of things. Right. So here's where the amazing number is. In 2010, we had 5,740 replies. So in 2010, that's how many people replied. And most of, yeah. Yeah, most of those were us, you sure. and me, posting yeah. on the forums. 2011... 8,901. 8,900. So... 5,700 to 89. And I will cool. definitely say most of those were not us. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, visits to our website in 2010 was 4,009. In 2011, we had 10,818. We more than doubled in a year yeah. how many we had. Now, that's not the total 10,000. That's just in 2011 there was 10,000 visits. In addition visits. to the In four, addition yeah. to the 4,000. So that's cool. Listenings. In 2010, we had 8,057 people list, or listenings of our episodes. Okay. In 2011, 14,773. And again, that's in addition to the 8,000. So in total, yeah. we had 22,800 listenings since we've started this podcast. Yeah, that's just people clicking listen or yes. subscribing or checking out an episode or whatever. So that's exactly. Cool. Last year we had um, 28 episodes. Uh, last year we had 28 episodes. The year before that we did do 29 episodes. So this the challenge is up to us this year to get more episodes out than weren't 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 than maybe both those years. Not both those years combined, but yes. both those years. <laughs> combined. We could do it. Um, on Facebook we, no we sleep. <laughs> Facebook we had 114 people. Uh, we are now up to I think like 140 56 or something oh, like that. Oh, that's on the one. The other on one's the fans, like 900 or something. That one I don't count. I do. <laughs> it's, Huge. Some of the, it's some of the same people, and that was sending out requests to people we didn't even know. Doesn't matter. The fan site is the true test because those are people that actually clicked on like because they like our show. Doesn't matter. So, We're huge. so thank you very much, you guys. Been in Germany. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Very, very Appreciate much. It. Uh, because you guys Sincerely. are the ones making this a huge success. Yeah. We almost doubled our number of listings. We more than doubled how many people go to our website. Um, that's just awesome. So, again, you can communicate with us on the comicforums.com. Yeah, you do it. We take the credit. Thanks. Right. Exactly. It's like high school. Um, but it, it does become their show. They interact with us a lot. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. There's a profile site and there's a fan page site. I recommend the fan page site because that's where I update most of the information. The fi- uh, the profile site, that's where Chuck is most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> if he's even on. Uh, Twitter, you can find us at Star Joe's Podcast. We've added a lot of people there. We are, we are over 100 people on Twitter. Tweeting. So that's awesome. Uh, and then uh, you can find us on Stitcher Radio. 
free app, free application on Stitcher Radio. Uh, dot com and we are one of the many talk shows that are on there but you know you can find us very easily on there and we're growing in listenership there as well yeah and then we very soon will be on the geekcast network uh, i submitted all of our information to them the geekcast radio network yep and uh it's a lot of like-minded people yeah, so. GCRN. so very awesome but uh you got anything else you wanted to throw out there or? uh voicemail voicemail uh it's Four four zero nine four one Joe's J O E S. Leave an iTunes review. Ryan will say something nice about Duke. I was hoping you'd forget about that. Nope. But evidently, not many people cared if I was going to say something nice about Duke. We only had one. Yeah. So, so it's up to you guys so to step a, up. Let's get a review. Let's say something nice about Duke. There's the challenge for you. Yeah. Maybe they want you to say something nice about Flint. I don't know. Yeah. But we'll go with the Duke for right now. Sharp looking. We'll beret. go for the Duke. If we go, if we go <laughs> another episode, we don't have a review. Maybe we will switch it up to Flint. Sharp looking beret. <laughs> but. uh... But yeah, I mean that's the challenge out there, guys. If you want me to say something nice about Duke, you gotta leave us an iTunes review. So yeah. um, nice about Flint, men find him attractive. But we will. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so throw you off a game. With that, we'll go ahead and close by the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Later. Today's story was about something more precious, more valuable than gold or silver. It's called friendship. Orko learned that friendship can't be bought. Giving somebody a present may get that person to act as if he or she is your friend, but don't be fooled. A real friend is someone who likes you for yourself, not your presence. So don't try to buy friendship. Just be yourself and treat others with honesty and respect. And then you'll know the friends you make will be real. Friends.